Yes, sir. It's time to crank up the big, the bottom, the boom, shakalakas, baby. We are the Sports Brew. I am the captain, and this is one of those midweek specials, man. We used to call these a wasted Wednesday. I don't know if we're going to get very wasted this particular Wednesday. Mark's over there making smoothies at his house with a Vitamix. Let me tell you, if anything shows you that we're an older, I don't know if I'd say wiser bunch, perhaps making smoothies over in the middle of a podcast is a little bit of a clue. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Anyway, let me go and get this dude in here since his hair. I mean, dude, that's like Halloween hair, man. You are ready for that. Let's go and get old D-Stead in here. Vitamix. Yeah, dude. You ready to hit yeah, your crew? You ready to hit your crew? Your your crew. Are you ready to hit? Your- <laughs> Are you ready to hit your cue with a sports brew crew, brother? I am. All right, good man. All right, three brew and fun. Woo! Woo! <laughs> That's strong. Okay, here's a legit question, Gramps. What kind of smoothie did you make over there? <laughs> Tonight, I uh, rocked with some uh, frozen berries, a little almond milk, and a little bit of honey. Delicious. So he's putting some, Shannon, he's putting some honey on that bitch. Oh, oh, honey on the bitch. There you go, man. That's for you, Todd. Oh, you know what? Todd is our very own Teddy Tennyson now, by the way. That's a joke that only Todd is probably going to get, and perhaps Shannon, but uh, that's a throwback on the sports route. Teddy Tennyson, <laughs> a.k.a. Todd. There it is. All right, Shannon, let's get you in here, brother, man, because uh, God bless. Uh, I'm glad that you're going to show up because the uh, the Colts defense sure didn't at the end of that oh one. My gosh, Whoa! Man. Hey, Mark, can you look on your almond milk carton and see if the Colts defense is on there? <laughs> yeah. I don't think they do. I don't think they do missing people in almond milk containers, do they? <laughs> I don't like, know, man, but they damn sure weren't on the field. That's funny. Holy cow! Dude, dropping bombs, man. Dropping bombs. Well, Luck was dropping bombs, but I don't know. Dude. I guess he blew up his own defense. Dude, dude, dude. Seriously though. How do you how do you how do you do that, man? I I mean that's like the, the whole <laughs> last 15, 16 years for the Colts in a nutshell, man. Quarterback kills it and the defense can't do squat. Rough, brother. That's all right. We'll, we'll we'll dig a little bit deeper into that game at some point. But uh, look, man, this is like a full full house tonight. We do have a. Fu- I mean, that's the thing, though. We got a full house, dude. We got a full house. This is incredible. <laughs> Who should come into this? Probably Whitfield. Yo, Whitfield, what's up, baby? Man, why do I come into the Backstreet Boys? Really? <laughs> I'm working for the horns back. All right. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> I mean, I can bring in the drops of poopiter if you want. I mean, if if you prefer. No, 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 no. Jesus! How about some good Charlotte? How about it's some good Charlotte? I tell you what, man. I tell you what. We'll we'll give you your old school, old school, man. There you go. Working for the weekend, man. It's all good. It's all good. Yo, what's up, Failhorn? What's going on, bro? Nothing much. Just doing the fantasy thing, making sure all my team's looking good. Yeah, well, I hope your teams do look good, man. That's probably. Yes. That's probably the best fantasy you have these days. Ha ha ha. I'm just kidding. Anyway, like I said, full house, dude. It's going to be savage. You don't know what kind of stupidity we're going to say on each other. You never know. It doesn't get dangerous. And Randy. Randy, Randy, Randy. Been way too long, man. You know, Kelly Clarkson knows how this goes. <laughs> since, <laughs> since, <laughs> yeah, since, since you've been gone, bro. Since you've been gone. <laughs> I can't believe uh, I can't believe you 
Go ahead. Considering the times you've w woken us up to this song in the morning. Oh yeah, yeah. back back in the day, back in the day when uh, uh, Randy's wife Penny, uh, back they weren't married at this point, but uh, she rented a room at uh, my house, and uh, Randy obviously was there. So you know, I would I would uh, yeah, this was like this was like my jam for a little while. I'd wake up in the morning. This was like my get the hell out of bed and get the damn day started song. And, and I'd like to go in and disturb them. And for whatever reason, I thought it was an absolute riot. I love doing it. Oh, it was funny. It was great. It was funny. It was either that or I'd send in the, you know, the bike like it was saw, you know, and go like, ee, 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 and ride a bike in your room, which is really, you know, in retrospect, that's some weird crap, man. <laughs> it's like, I don't remember, I don't remember, you know, drinking beer with my cereal in the morning, but. If anything would have been indicative of day drinking, me riding a bike in a house pretending to be Jigsaw was probably indicative of it. Or maybe I was just putting the dick in indicative. I'm not sure. Anyway. <laughs> At times, man. Yeah, clearly I'm feeling peppy tonight. We'll see how long that lasts. Uh, I want me some glory. Yeah, buddy. Anyway. All right, I'll tell you what, man. NFL Week 1, let's look at some big impressions, big storylines, big takeaways, have a little fun. We do have a full house. Uh, we'll try to steamroll. Uh, Roundtabling always gets tough when it's a, a bunch of dudes, but um, wait a second. <laughs> hmm. Might want to back that one up. Uh, we'll see how it goes. We have a lot of content to try to blow through, and uh, we'll try to have some fun with it. So, uh, Granny, it's good to hear your voice. Matt, it's good to hear your voice. Let's have a little fun. We'll dabble with, uh, obviously, football and, obviously, a, a touch of fantasy. But, uh, Randy, I know you got to be happy that the 49ers – uh, did their due diligence and rocked the Rams. I don't know if anybody else here either watched the game or stayed awake through the game, <laughs> other than probably you. So I fell asleep about halfway through the fourth quarter. There you go. That's okay. I think everybody on the Rams probably wishes they had just taken a nap instead. It would have been much more enjoyable. I mean, so. the streaker had more energy than the Rams. Dude, dude, you know what? The absolute, bar none, the best part of Monday Night Football, and I watched the Redskins-Steelers game, which was okay. It was okay. It had some moments, but uh, it was okay. And Antonio Brown's still freaking phenomenal, dude. But uh, best part of Monday night, <coughs> and probably one of my favorite parts of the entire NFL week one, was freaking Kevin Harlan's call on Streaker, dude. That, if, if, if you love sports and you, hadn't, if you haven't heard this yet, you, <laughs> we owe this to you. Because this is one of the best calls you're ever going to hear from a dude running onto a field in the middle of a freaking game. Third and four, looks into the nickel of San Francisco in the secondary. Hey, somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. Now he takes off the shirt. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. He's bare-chested and banging his chest. Now he runs the opposite way. He runs at the 50. He runs at the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. The 20, they're chasing him. They're not going to get him. Waving his arms, bare-chested. Somebody stop Look that out. man. Here comes the blue coat, Kevin. Oh, they got him. Here comes coming the blue from the coat. Left. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. D-Stat was at the game? <laughs> yeah. I like how he's like, the guy is drunk. <laughs> that was the most exciting thing to happen tonight. I'd say, hey, look, that's the, <laughs> the look, hey, hey, random fan, the sports brew drinking game, you're doing it wrong, okay? Uh, I need to cut back just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that that is an incredible, if that was like a, a player, like a call and a play during the game, that would have been great, right? But, I mean, for a, a, a fan running on the field, that was absolutely freaking incredible. Kevin Harlan, man, I tell you what, this drink is for you, brother, because that was yes. good. Phenomenal. That was good. 
That was good. That was almost as awesome as Tim Tebow signing with the Mets. <laughs> I wish the man the best of luck. <laughs> that was almost as good as Antonio Brown twerking in the Redskins' end zone. Okay, quick question about Tim Tebow for me, I mean for Randy and Mark. You Does actually want to ask a majors? Tebow question in the front end of the podcast? Real quick. Oh, Does God. he make it to the majors? Never. No. I disagree. What does Arnold say? Never, ever, ever. Never have I ever? Are you you telling me, Tim Tebow? Well, I'm here to tell you that you're probably going to find out as you go out there you're not going to amount to Jack Squat! You son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) You idiot. Anyway, we'll we'll see about Tebow, man. Does I don't Arnold know about think that. He's gonna make it. Ar- Does Arnold think he's gonna make it? Yeah. Mm. Chill out, dickwad. <laughs> <laughs> so don't give me that crap. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's probably that's probably legit. <laughs> were you were you looking for something particular? Just a big no, but just a, oh, you want you just want a big no out of uh, here. You go. No. There it is. Negative. Negative. Come on, don't bullshit me. <laughs> what does Sam Jackson think? Get the fuck out of my face with that shit. <laughs> Good old Sam. There you go. Thank you, Sam. Negro, that's all you had to say. There it is, man. <laughs> there it is. Sam Jackson. Can we move on, please? <laughs> Lord. Oh, wait. Hey, Sam, do you think we should talk with uh, Matt about some more Tim Tebow? Shut the fuck up! All right, I guess the answer to that is no. <laughs> no, all kidding aside, though, one of uh, one of my friends from um, VCU, we did the School of Mass Comm, some other things, and he's a big Mets fan. Uh, but, well, he's a big New York sports guy, and he was like, dude, we ought to talk about Tebow. You ought, you ought to call me sometime, and we should talk about Tebow. And I was like, you know what? You're right. We can totally have a segment, and we'll call you and talk about Tim Tebow because it's amazing. And I'm like, we will totally do that. But you know what? Wait, wicked, wasted, semi-late night Wednesday at 11.30 starting up is probably not the night we're going to do that. <laughs> we can follow up. <laughs> we can follow up on Tebow. Because uh, I do think it would actually be kind of funny. Um, but anyway, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, I, I do think it's pretty hilarious that dude's getting... You know, there's guys that get a lot of traction for not accomplishing a lot. Um, RG3, hey dude. How's uh, life in Cleveland, man? Enjoy the bench. <laughs> um, Tim Tebow, a couple of nice moments. But, I mean, you, you, there's just dudes that get a lot of pub and a lot of stories and a lot of traction and a lot of stuff. And it's just the requisite sports, like, accomplishment. And I hate I, – I don't like to hate on Tebow because of what he did collegiately. But, like, from an NFL standpoint and an MLB standpoint, why do we care so much about that dude? You know what I mean? It's it's amazing. He is He is the story. What he does with a bat is not the story. It's just he is the story. It's nuts. And there's not a ton of people like that. It, he's one of those guys. Anyway, uh, so we'll follow up with that at some point. But let's shift gears and get back to uh, the NFL. So for everybody that, uh, you know. Just hang in there, baby. You're doing great. I'm proud. I'm trying to make it through that segment. Here you go. Just uh, listen to Sam Jackson. Just hang in there. We'll get back to, excuse me, we'll get back to football. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome, Jim. You're welcome. Take a shot. Ah, all right. I'll tell you what. Let's do a little uh, salute of the clock and a little tip of the cap. Er, tip of the crap. Uh, gentlemen, I have in honor of uh, the Redskins' uh, season of mediocrity that will certainly keep me flush with uh, liquor and make my kidneys work out and my liver work out. Uh, Packers might balance some of that out. You know what I mean? So uh, we'll see. But I have a little bit of this 100-proof Captain Morgan in a Coke, and then I also have 
some Harpoon IPA, Hoppy Floral Crisp India Pale Ale. Thanks, Harpoon, uh, from Multi Pack, dude. I gotta tell you, I'm a little bit disappointed in Costco, man. They haven't had my, uh, they haven't had like a 24 pack or a case of Stone lately, man. It's all these sampler pack. I don't want a sampler pack, man. I don't need a sample. You know what I want to drink? IPAs. You know what I want to have? Hoppy beers. I don't need a sampler pack. All right, bring me back my case of hops, guys. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Give me back my beer. Yeah, give me back my beer. Come on, don't bullshit me. I mean, I guess they know that, uh, you know, Sarah can drink again, so they're getting sampler packs so that she can totally, like, you know, line <laughs> well, up some beverages. trying to help her along, yeah. you know? She got yeah. baby help, steps. Look, help a mother out, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> Come on, guys. I need hoppy beer, man. Seriously. Jeez. Anyway, so that's what I'm rocking with. Uh, Shannon, what you got, bro? I'm just rocking with the blue moon tonight. Just keeping it simple. Not bad. Mark, yeah, we know we know you have the the slushy or the freezy or the smoothie, smoothie. So don't give me that crap. Whatever the hell did you have? What else? You you have, you have a beer too, though, right? I do. The smoothie was delicious. Uh, I also have a uh, well, another pumpkin beer. Pumpkin beer. I know. I know how much you need. I know. I I, I, I I will drink one pumpkin beer a year, and then that's that's it. Don't be ridiculous. That must make the beer feel, feel very important. It is. And, yeah, you know. And I'm happy when it circles the drain on the way out. <laughs> I'll layer up hoppy beers on top of it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you must be very proud of yourself. So, yeah. I'm, well, Mark's always proud of himself. So, of course. Yeah. Yeah. That's why he has a picture of himself in a Walgreens smock hanging out in his closet. Sure. High fives and salutes. <laughs> you know what? I want you to take that to the wedding. <laughs> I, like I think you know, it would be really funny. Oh my god! If we could do some groomsmen pictures with that, and, <laughs> and you had your Walgreens poster of yourself, and we like toasted you, you know what I mean? And you toasted yourself. Yeah, I, I did. Yeah, we we made a list of you. Know, I actually think that would shots. be really funny. <laughs> that is a funny idea. We definitely made a list of you know shots to take with the official photographer, and I, I definitely put in for you know a, a full sports brew picture for sure. So, nice. Uh, yeah. Dude, I think that would be awesome. I, I enjoyed that. Stuff idea. we could do with your cardboard cutout. Not do two, okay? Do <laughs> not that. <laughs> not that. Exactly. <laughs> so let's avoid too much ridiculousness, but <clears throat> anyway, and um Randy, you said you had a big beer, man. What you got, bro? Well, since it's been such a long time since I've actually been on the podcast, thanks to computer issues yeah, and you now moving and yep. job and whatnot. I felt I needed to pick out something special for the evening, so I got myself a Stone Farking Wheaton Woot Stout. Wow, that's a name right there, Farking Wheaton Woot Stout. That is incredible. Yep. That does sound incredible. Yep, thirteen percent. I'm like, I need something big and strong for the evening. Woo! That's what she, that's what said. she said. Yeah, baby. How we doing, baby? <laughs> yeah. Does he look like a bitch? Not drinking that beer, he doesn't. <laughs> that's for it sure. It is tasty as hell, let me tell you. <laughs> nice. And that's well, a stout, right? Yep. Yeah, well, well, you better crank that bottle up to your face hole, man. Stop procrastinating, right. fool. There you go. <laughs> Take a sip. Uh, uh, Matt, what you got, bro? Pepsi. Pepsi. That's all right. Somebody's got to sugar it up. Okay. Well, that was fun. We, we've had a lot of randomness in the intro. And let me tell you, we, we're pretty up-tempo at the moment. Maybe it's just... Uh, wild woolly wheelhouse going on here tonight, and that's okay. Um, 
big takeaways and big big kind of impressions from week one. I mean, uh, you know, it, it's too early to pass final judgment on a lot of things. Teams are going to make adjustments. People are going to get hurt. Uh, looking at you, Keenan Allen. Thanks. Um, and I hope that guy recovers, but Jesus. Um, at some point, you know, you start to worry about long-term careers for some of these guys. But um, it's very early on with the NFL landscape. So the teams that we see today, this week, early on, week one, week two, it's not always the teams we see strong at the back end of the year. However, like we said, we talk about this every year. There are things you don't want to see out of your team, like out of the gate. Don't look like you're incompetent. Uh, don't look like you don't know what the hell you're doing. Uh, g- give us a little something so we can have some optimism. You know what I mean? Uh, whether you're in Dallas and you have a little bit of hope because of Dak Prescott, Terrence Williams, you've got. <laughs> can we work on you know running out of bounds? Can we can we work on those drills this week? Just a tip, man. You know you're looking at you know Cleveland. You were hoping for some upside, and what happens? RG three gets hurt. I mean, my God, that guy's still dude. Learn this. What is what is up with this dude not knowing how to slide, man? I don't know how many coaches he's going to have to go through and how many injuries he's going to have to have before he stops trying to be go you know play hero ball in moments that don't really matter and getting hurt. It's amazing to me. I really would like to see Griffin have a decent career, but he cannot get out of his own freaking way. It is un. Unbelievable that that guy did that again and got hurt. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Slide, brother. It's not that hard. Is it? Is it? I mean, you slid from your baby mama to your new girlfriend with no problem. You can't oh, slide on the football field? I mean, for real? For real. It was a dumb play. He wasn't even going to make the first down. And no, I mean, he just pointless. lowers his shoulder. It was stupid. I, I don't get it. I mean, I, I don't know what, what runs to that guy's head like right in the, in the heat of the moment. <clears throat> but hero ball in game one, if you – I mean, the Eagles pounded on him. Dude. And, and, look, Carson Wentz, that's a pretty damn good welcome to the NFL game. Yeah. You know, I mean, look, you know, we don't know that he's going to hold up and be good all season. Who knows? But that's a nice that's a nice opening game. That's a nice statement. Yo, hi, NFL. I'm Carson Wentz. Y'all all thought I was – you know, the Eagles were going to suck. Uh, I did. Um, <laughs> and, yes, it's against the Browns. That's fine. But now you can look at that and you go, I totally understand why they moved Bradford. Yep. You know what I mean? I understand why they moved Bradford. Because there you go. He made some nice throws into some tight windows. He did a good job. Yes, it's the Browns. Yeah, but, you know, again, you can't you can't project the end of the year from week one. But you can look at teams and go, ooh, ooh, you got work to do. <laughs> you, you got work to do. Looking yeah. at you, L.A. You know, L.A. Rams. Cleveland. Cleveland Browns got work to do. Welcome back, Josh McCown. Come on down. <laughs> um, yeah, the Rams got work to do. Lord knows that was that was terrible. Uh, I don't think anybody in their right mind thought the 49ers. What was, that was 28 to nothing, wasn't it, Randy? Yep. I mean, at Mark, I know you're a degenerate. Was anybody betting on Rams 49ers? And if they were, I mean, did anybody expect that? kind of game uh i hope most people weren't <laughs> um just, just, you, you don't know what kind of expect i mean that's sure as hell why i stayed away from it no idea what to expect i definitely don't expect the rams to be good but also you know hard to have much confidence in the 49ers so to me that's just one of those total crapshoot games you gotta wait until you see them play a couple games before you have any you know faith in which which way they're gonna be yeah um but uh yeah it's, i'd say intelligent degenerates Hopefully, mostly stayed away from that one. <laughs> so, Rams, man. 
Come on, y'all. Gross. Come on, y'all. Let's see. We'll, we'll see what they do in week two. But I guess on some level, kudos to the 49ers. Uh, it's obviously been a tough couple sure. of seasons. Um, so you want to see some fight back in that team. And I don't know, man. I don't lo- I mean, the biggest storyline with them is really kind of center- centered around Kaepernick. And now that has kind of proliferated, um, you know, in, in multiple areas, uh, you know, throughout the league. So. I don't, I don't know. On some level, it's like, show me some football. Uh, and I thought they, you know, held up that end of the bargain reasonably well. Um, I don't love Gabbard. He, I'll give, I'll give Gabbard one thing, man. He's athletic. I'll give him that. You know what I mean? Sometimes he scrambles and takes off and moves. I'll give him that. It's not always pretty, but you know what? If you get W's in the column and you're competitive and you get it done, it doesn't so matter. It doesn't matter as much. You know, it doesn't have to be pretty football, but you got to win. But I, I just don't even know what to make of the Rams, dude. That just that was awful. Again, best thing best thing of that night was the fan running on the field and Harlan's call. I, other than that, I don't I don't know. Rain, I mean, what do you take out of that game, right? You're the 49ers fan. And that was such a big pile of steaming dump ass garbage. What do you take away from that kind of a game? I really don't know what I can take away from the game in the sense of is that really what we're gonna see out of San Francisco, or is that what we're gonna see out of the Rams? Next this uh, week two coming up. Niners get to play the Panthers, so this is going to be more of the, are the Niners really going to be that good? Or even, I mean, defense, defensively, I liked what I saw. They were aggressive. They were they seemed to play well as a unit. They had good chemistry as a, as a team. Dude. Yeah. But but... As, far as, as far as the offense goes, got to wait and see. Gotta, they got to play a better defense because obviously the Rams didn't just, well, obviously didn't even show up. Yeah, well, I, I guess maybe at some point if they can keep sticking hats on Cam Newton, <laughs> I don't know what you do to, uh, you know, Carolina. Uh, that opening game, though, surprisingly, uh, in in this, in this vein with the 49ers and kind of this, you know, they had a very rough and tumble. The NFC West has this very physical kind of identity, right? And I don't think the Niners are what they were, but – you know, the Seahawks, the Niners, you know, that NFC West, man, that was really physical, very beat them up. And the Rams have had their moments, very physical, beat them up kind of football teams. That opening game, if you had told me that Panthers-Broncos was going to be as good as it was, I would not have believed you. I got to be honest with you. I, For the most part, I really enjoyed week one. I think they could have had some better, you know, game matchups on television. I mean, obviously, we're in a Redskins market, so I was happy to watch the Redskins game and we got the Packers game which was like big bonus uh, game of the week was Giants and Cowboys so it wasn't terrible but uh, and of course the Redskins were Monday Night Football anyway so we were going to get that but um, they were okay but in some areas man it's not like all the matchups were great you know what I mean but uh, I like I like the week one out of the gate man for the most part I thought we had a lot of compelling games I'm not saying they're all great compelling doesn't mean they're great compelling means they're compelling and you want to see what the hell happens and Panthers Broncos, I thought was a compelling football game, and they did get away with some nastiness up on Cam Newton's head. Uh, whether or not you, we can argue about whether they should have called it or not, but they definitely tattooed the crap out of that guy. <laughs> they wanted to make sure Cam Newton knew every single one of those defenders because they were all up in that dude's face hole, ear hole, all of it, man, all of it. Uh, what were you going to say, Shannon? I was going to say the CBS game in our area was Philly Cleveland, so. <laughs> Not really compelling. That that one, not so much. I mean, I you know, again, Wentz held up fairly well. Uh, you had the RG3 angle, which I guess he still has some national story run in him. Um, but, 
you know, just hurt again. It's just unbelievable. I guess to, to butt up a couple of thoughts with the uh, Broncos and the Panthers, uh, A, I expected more out of the Panthers' defense. I will be honest with you there. Uh, C.J. Anderson obviously had a pretty strong game. And Simeon, I mean, I don't know that anybody could have seen that coming. So kudos to them. Kudos to Elway and Kubiak for getting that team ready to play. Uh, early on, it looked like the Panthers were just going to put that team away and roll with it, especially with some of the mistakes that the Broncos made, some of the turnovers they had. I was like, no, they're going to eat them up, dude. But that team just kept grinding and fighting and coming back and just tattooing Cam Newton. And uh, second half of that game, man, it just looked like Carolina was slowing down. And I mean, that that, that had to take a toll on Cam, dude. Uh, there's one thing. There was a lot of the story, you know, kind of the end of last week and even early into this week, people talking about, you know, the hits Cam was taking and all, you know, what did that mean and what were the lead, what was the league getting, letting people get away with. Uh, you got articles of Cam Newton's dad saying his, uh, you know, refs are biased against Cam Newton. Um, you know, you know, is it racial? I don't, you know, I, I, I wish these things didn't always come back to freaking race because I don't think the referees give a crap about the race. I really don't, but maybe there's one racist NFL referee somewhere. There could be. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'd, I'd like to think that you're probably not making it to that level of officiating if you're an, uh, an overt racist, but I guess you can be a covert racist and nobody knows and you're an asshole. But, you know, I mean, I, I think I think I do believe the refs have a hard time with running quarterbacks and calling it. And whether that's fair or not, I mean, what are you going to do? But I don't think Newton gets the benefit of the doubt on certain calls the way that, say, Tom Brady does. But it's not because Tom Brady is a white dude and Cam Newton's a black dude. It is because Tom Brady does not run. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you remember that play a couple years ago where Peyton Manning bootlegged and he fooled the cameraman? Yes. That was hilarious. It was one, it was one of my favorite plays ever. Why? It wasn't that it was a great play. It was that it was completely unexpected. And you're like, oh, my God, Peyton Manning is running this thing in. Look at this dude go. He is slow as hell. How did the cameraman not follow this guy? You know what I'm saying? It didn't make sense, right? Could have clocked him with a sundial. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. You could have clocked him with a sundial. Tom Brady <laughs> will sneak it all day long. Okay? He does that all the time. But you don't look at Tom Brady. He runs ugly as hell. You know, it, I mean, it, it's like, uh, what was that dude for the Redskins that was the shower not to grow with the playbook? Or the grower not to show with the playbook? Uh, the tight end, Chris Cooley. Cooley, I mean, yeah. Cooley, Cooley runs ugly as hell. Looks like somebody kicked him in the nuts and he's constipated when he runs. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what they run like. Somebody's kicked him in the balls and he's constipated and he's just trying to get to the port john okay? Uh -oh. Tom Brady runs, Tom Brady, <laughs> Tom Brady likes ugly. I mean, run likes ugly. He runs ugly. Uh, I want me some Okay. Yeah, he likes that. He does. But, you know, when you talk about Cam Newton and then some of these other guys, I just don't think they get the same benefit of the doubt. I, I don't. I think the refs have a hard time, re you know, calling it the same way for the mobile big quarterback. Cam Newton is a huge dude. But the Broncos did get away with some extracurriculars. I do believe that. But it's not because Cam – I don't believe it's because Cam is black. I believe it is because Cam is huge and because he's a running quarterback that sticks his shoulder in and goes at it. And I think the refs have a hard time officiating and treating a quarterback like Cam Newton the same way they treat quarterbacks that are pocket passers. I don't know that I'm wrong about that. I'm not saying that I'm right about that. That's just how I look at it. All right, so Mark, Shannon, if, if, if y'all have a different interpretation of game one, the actual game one, as far as Panthers and Broncos and what that meant, by all means, jump in. You know, 
I think there's been enough of a dialogue with it. We might see an adjustment with how those things are refed and what kind of things are called, you know, but I think it's hard to make the argument. You can say, well, he's a quarterback. He should get the same protections as Breeze, Rodgers, Brady, whatever, but his game is different. I mean, Drew Brees doesn't run around like freaking Cam Newton does. He doesn't, you know. I just think they have a hard time with the quarterbacks that shift from being a quarterback to being in a running back. I just think it's hard. So where do you draw the line? It I mean, they need tough. to do better, but where do you draw the line? I think, well, they miss calls, obviously. Uh, I, I think that's very apparent to every single person here. Um, I think it's a matter of if Cam is or is not in the pocket when he takes the hit. And honestly, they can take the time after the play and look where he got hit to make the decision whether he was or was not in the pocket. If he's out of the pocket, he's a runner. If he's not in the po- if he's passing and in the pocket, obviously, and he takes a shot to the head, that's going to be 15 yards. That's my two cents. I'm trying to make it black and white. Obviously, it's not going to be that way because there is gray area because he could get out of the pocket and still pass. Um, but I think maybe that's a quick solution unless somebody's got something better. Mark? Uh, no, basically the same, same page. I, I think that you know when you're in the pocket, then, then absolutely you, you're the quarterback and you're going to be treated with kitty gloves and you should be. Um... Part of me wants to even kind of extend that to you know behind the line of scrimmage, but but yeah, that obviously would would get to be unfair if they're you know scrambling, uh, but but behind the line of scrimmage and get lit up, you know unless they're sliding, which you know I, I still think sometimes that even that's, I mean it's it's a challenging position being a ref, an NFL ref. Nothing that I would ever want to do, uh, I would find it miserable. <laughs> but uh, you know trying to eliminate the you know shots to the head when a guy starts starts to slide and these guys still coming to get late shots and just. I I understand the mentality of a defender, and I understand a lot of people are a lot of them are frustrated these days with how you know careful they feel like they have to be. But if you know we're going to take seriously, which everybody should take seriously, the dangers, of the concussions, and the dangers of all the other things as these players continue to get bigger and stronger and faster, uh, then I mean, it just it ha- everybody I think has to be willing to continue to see fluctuation in how. It's all handled because we don't want to sacrifice the fun of the sports on any level, offense, defense, you know, viewer, player standpoints, any of it. But we also don't want to start to see players that you know leave the league and 15, 20 years after they've left the league, they're starting to die crazy early ages. They're developing things that you know nobody expected. I, I, nobody wants to see that. So it's it's a it's a delicate dance that's going to continue to evolve over the next you know. Five, ten plus years, but uh, yeah. Well, I mean, here's the reality, man. Uh, you know, Cam Newton was talking about this, and he said, "I'm uh, paraphrasing here, but essentially, I'm not worried about my health. I'm worried about winning." You know what I mean? Worry about what Newton said. I worry about winning. That's it. Winning, winning football games. That's why I'm here. I'm not here to worry about retirement plans. I'm not here to worry about pensions. I'm not here to worry about workers' comp. I'm here to win football games, plain and simple. This is a contact sport. This is a physical sport. I play the games for the right reasons. For whatever coach asked me to do, I'm going to do it. I'm here to win football games. You know, I mean, it, it's tough, man. And it's they not- did. And look, the NFL did find people, man. Darian Stewart got fined 18000 I'm not saying that that's the end of the world for NFL players. You know, obviously, Lee's talking about some $100 million, you know, 
investment, contribution, whatever, to combat concussions. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, they, they let that dude get beat up. They did. But, you know, we sometimes we joke around with, like, let him play, man. Let him play. Let him play the game. You know what I mean? And then we'll be like, oh, well, they let him play the game too much. <laughs> you know, let's back it well, off. I, I mean, mean it, it's tough. I, I, I think they got away with some extracurriculars, uh, and they could have called that a little bit differently. I thought he, it should have been called maybe maybe a little bit tighter with those high shots. Yeah. Um, you want to protect the quarterback, obviously. You want to protect the superstars of the league. Um, the Jordan rules, as you can remember from the 90s in NBA basketball, if you got within two feet of Michael Jordan, it was a foul. Um, <laughs> and, and we joke sometimes, you know, there was the, the defender who tried to block a pass whose hand barely scraped the quarterback's helmet who got a 15-yarder before. I think that sure. happened against Drew Brees where they got a 15 yards and kicked the field goal to win a game. Um, and I think it happened to Peyton and Brady as well. And then you got these guys crushing Cam upside his head, and it's play on. And maybe that's kind of like the Shaq rule, where the Shaq foul, like he's just so much bigger yeah. than most people I that mean, uh, he he'll be all right. But there, yet, yeah, ha- there's a reason Hack a Shaq existed. Yeah, Hack a Cam. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so you don't want to go one extreme or the other. You want to kind of meet in the middle there. Well, you'd like to see some. I think what we'd like to see is a little bit of uh, some yes. consistent is consistency with those kind of things. Uh, I, I just think it, it's tough, it, you know, because either you if you overdo it with a player like Cam, then you're going to have a whole bunch of like he's in the grasp, but the play's not really over. You know what I mean? And you're just yeah. going to blow the whistle, and then you're gonna, they're going to be like, "Oh man, you're blowing the play dead too early." You know what I mean? I mean, you just walk a line, man. And it's I think Cam is just. Um, there might be some biases against him. I mean, I, I think his dad clearly feels that way. And maybe there are some refs that have an agenda against him and have a bias against him. I mean, it's certainly within the realm of possibilities, right? But I, I'm pretty hard-pressed to think an entire crew is going to be like, hey, man, let's let Denver light up that dude's head. Okay, let's, let's just let them totally attack that man's face. That sounds like fun. Cool? All right, sweet. I, I mean, I, you know what I mean? I just don't think that's the case, dude. I, I, I really don't. But well, it's the first game of the yeah. season. You want to let the players decide it. And that's great to a point. And I think there were some, obviously, the extracurriculars. I think Denver was taking a little, little what, what did Bart Scott call it a few years ago? Put a little hot sauce on that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah they were putting some hot sauce on that. Dude, I'll tell you what. uh Bounty Gate dude would have been proud. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Greg Williams. That dude would have yeah, loved that. that he'd have been paying money out on all those things, man. Maybe <laughs> Greg Williams was a consultant. For yeah, the probably. For week they would have had like Oprah. And here's a hit for you no, and a hit for he's you. He's a defensive coordinator in, uh, in um, St. Louis. Go figure. L.A. What defense? Yeah, no, it, yeah exactly. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> they might as well have left them. They, they did leave their their defense in St. Say Louis. They were in St. Louis that night. <laughs> it's, a, it's pretty. It's pretty. Matt's actually pretty damn accurate on that. Maybe they should go look there for the Colts defense as well. <laughs> Maybe, man. That's probably in Baltimore. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll pose one question here. Yeah. You don't have to answer it. Just something to think about. <laughs> now that Cam's the MVP, all eyes are on him. Where were all these calls years ago? Considering he is the most hit quarterback since his rookie season. He has been hit more than any other quarterback that's come in the league since he's been in the league. 
Yeah, but some of that's his play style. Right, exactly. But that's what I'm saying. Now that he's been the MVP, mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's like, oh, he's being targeted. He's there's bias, whatever. Um, no, and I mean, I, th- is, I think it was there before. Remember the the infamous Stan Newton stuff. I mean, there were some things going on that, that we were like, what's happening here? I mean, he he's had some air of, you know, there's been stuff around him before. Hey, I'll tell you what, man. We'll, we'll take all these um, suggestions in the Cam Newton suggestion box. <laughs> the, Stam, the Stam Newton box. Yep. <laughs> the Stam Newton Stam suggestion Newton. box. Mm-hmm. Right next that's to... A, that's an oldie, but a goodie. Mm-hmm. Right next to Andrew Gerard Gerard Gerard's <laughs> melon stand. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wearing his farmer alls. Wearing his farmer alls, man. Maurice Jones oh, yeah. Drew and his farmer alls. <laughs> and somebody pinching off a loaf. Probably, <laughs> who was it? Who was it? Was it? Was it? Was it? Um, wasn't it a running back for the Packers? Didn't he play for the Packers briefly? And he went and broke into somebody's house and took a crap in a closet. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was Dewan Harris. He plays for the Forty ers now. I mean, they actually cut him. <laughs> he's not hanging on like a dingleberry. <laughs> what? Yeah, no. <laughs> That's the dingleberry of our roster. That's the that's the closet crapper. Doesn't that sound like a late night invention? Like you're watching late night TV and it's like, yeah, it's called one eight hundred nine 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 whatever crap. You can get your own closet crapper. I mean, it sounds like something you would buy. Like Tony, who was that dude from the Baltimore Ravens that had something for Endrip? Tony Siragusa. Tony Siragusa needs to do like the commercial for the closet crapper. You know what I mean? That sounds like a great product that it should be hawking somewhere. Is the toilet too far away? Yeah. Do you have to go right now? Yeah. Well, they actually do have the bumper dumper. That's a. Re- that's a. That's a real product, oh man. Have you ever? Killing Shannon over here, man. Have you, have you, have you, you ever? That, have you ever seen the bumper dumper? No, I haven't. Love it. It's a real thing, dude. It's a toilet seat that attaches to like your bumper. Oh my it's, called, it's, it's called. But you know what? We ought to give Mark for for his, you know for his wedding. We ought to just give this man some bumper dumpers. You know what I'm saying? How awesome would that be? That's perfect for tailgating. Yeah, they're, dude. They're on, they're on the crate crate and barrel registry, so I appreciate they're, that. Yeah. <laughs> dude, you know how great it would be if you took a bet to use the bumper dumper in a ta- at a tailgate session. <laughs> We'd have to have a go bucket for you. You know what I mean? And not a KFC bucket. It would, it would for, for real, have to be a go bucket, and you would just have extra to just. Crispy. Yeah, well, it might be extra crispy. I don't know. It depends on what you would have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude. Then it really could be drops of poop or D stat on the bumper dumper. <laughs> we'll have some, uh, we'll grill some corn just for good measure. <laughs> And hey, you know what? If you got that dingleberry, just shake it off, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. There you go. (coughs) Jeez. Well, the reason you got to shake it off is because you want it to break free. Yeah, that's right. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That's right. Oh, God. Yeah, anyway, that's so terrible. I, I, I dreamed a dream this segment never happened. Oh, Susan Boyle! Wait a second, where is where is that song? I gotta find out Dream the Dream, man. <laughs> Holy moly. It's like I got rickrolled by accident. 
Where is Susan Boyle? I don't see her. That is not... We must fix this. <laughs> I cannot... We cannot have an episode of the Sports Brew where I can't properly refer to Susan Boyle. Um, not in my house. Not in my house. Where are you at, Susan? Here, let me just look her up this way. I dreamed a dream. We have some Shania Twain there. <laughs> what is going on, man? Oh, there we go. There we go. Get off my lawn short, and there it is. There you go. I dreamed a dream that here in the sports brew, not only could we shake it off, but we could break free. <laughs> what other sound bites do we need in here? <clears throat> what do we need? Blank space. There would be a... <laughs> Bruh. Well, I mean, if you're going to use the... You know, the bumper bumper, you might as well just say let me I, poop. I, I, I dreamed a dream that we tell Gator. always obey your master. And D-Stat used the bumper dumper and then got tased in a porta potty. I mean, I think we could make this really fantastic. <laughs> Maybe like for real. Oh, you know what we haven't had in a long time? Let me see. Oh, dude, this uh, you know this this for a whole first segment has got. We said it wasn't a wasted Wednesday, but you know what? It sure as hell sounds like a wasted Wednesday. <laughs> I'm not even drunk, and it sounds like a wasted Wednesday. This is terrible. Todd's gonna be like, "This is a great episode. You're barely talking about sports. <laughs> you guys are are just talking about stupidity. It's my favorite kind of sports brew. It really is. Oh man." More it may be time to let segment one let it go. Yeah, this, this, this well, yeah. I was trying to find. Uh, I can't believe I'm so disappointed, man. Triumph. We need Triumph to insult Comic Dog, and I need a for me to poop on. You know what I mean? Oh, that's I haven't heard that one. In a while. I know that's what I was saying, dude. I dreamed a dream, the bumper dumper, man. For me to poop on. See? There we, you go. We need we needed Triumph, man. We needed Triumph right there. One more time. Yeah. Here I was like. <laughs> Double header. <laughs> oh God! Whoa! Here, hold on. As you're on the bumper dumper, clearly that's what this Disney song is really about for you, Shannon. <coughs> Shannon's like, let me drink, let me drink. Well, if that's the walk off to segment one, I'm pretty disappointed. What happened? What happened, Matt? What happened? Anyway. You can always walk off to Nickelback <coughs> or something. We will. Do you, do you want an actual, well, I'm saying I've okay. got an actual quick uh, yeah, yeah. piece that made sense to actual sports, but it might start a whole new dialogue, but we could carry it over to 30 seconds if we need to. Okay. Anyway, right, what you got? Um, a TV show that I don't know if either, any of you all are familiar with, but uh, it's actually a really good show called Adam, Adam Ruins Everything. I've heard like, of it. I almost think I might have referenced it in another podcast once, but it's on True TV randomly. It started as a college humor skit. It's this guy who basically tries to, you know, ruin everything or, you know, just kind of poke a hole in a bunch of, you know, popular right. myths, urban legends, regular things. That everything. kind of stuff. So anyway, uh, they had an episode this uh, season about football, and I I kind of worried I was gonna hate it <laughs> from the get go. Right. And God, I, I absolutely did, and 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 I think it just kind of shows. I mean, if he really believes, and he and whoever else you know helped put together the show really believe what they're uh, talking about, the extreme other side, where I mean, you'd have to watch the episode to see all the ins and outs, but in the end, he he truly. 
he basically was saying everybody who plays football is going to, you know, wind up with, you know, concussions and uh, wind up with, you know, lifelong damage. And you know, the only way to stop it is, you know, we can, you know, convince the NFL and <laughs> all football to turn into like flag or touch football and it can still be a quality game. Yeah. I just, it's, that's, no, it's too much. Good luck with uh, that. Inner Sam Jackson, because that's about what uh, I feel about, about that. Yeah, right that, that's just, it, I understand why people say that, but you know, at the end of the day, shut the fuck up. Exactly. It's not happening. I think you know. Arnold also had something to say about that. He wants them to stop being something. <laughs> Does he look like a bitch? That's it. Get the fuck out of my face with that shit. That exactly. Also. My thoughts. <laughs> That's right, man. That's a really quality show, but, but that was... Uh, that, that, that was, was a fail. It, it, I'd be curious to have you guys watch it sometime and, and some of your thoughts... Um, there was a little bit in there that made sense, but for the most part, it was it was just way too extreme, and she kind of showed the extreme opposite end that uh, I just can't quite get behind. Um, I'm on the same page with the dude. I, I don't think I can rock that one. I mean, I, it, the, the league has issues, and at some point, depending on how they handle the product, um, people will push back. You know what I mean? I, but the Golden Goose is still pretty golden. They haven't ruined it yet. At some point, the league and the owners will do something to screw the pooch. It's coming. I don't know when, but it's going to happen. Uh, I don't worry so much about the ratings right now. And people, you've seen there's been some articles that are like, well, ratings are down, ratings are down. But I think part of that, honestly, I swear to you, I'd like to know how many people are like, well, I don't want to watch the games anymore. I just want to watch Red Zone. You know what I mean? And I don't know how yeah. you factor in ratings for Red Zone and ratings versus conventional stuff, you know. Um, and if that's well, Red part Zone of it, is like football on crack. Why no? You're you're seeing like yeah, everything's condensed. It's like taking shots of football. You know what I mean? It's what it is, right? It's, it's essentially for fantasy people. Well, of course it that's is. What that channel is? For, yeah, basically. Yeah, it's it's for which is a huge driver for football these days. Absolutely. Fantasy football is great. Although I will say, um, as much as I enjoy playing fantasy football, I miss the rotisserie esque kind of leagues that used to be on Yahoo that now it's all like FanDuel and whatever. But there used to be rotisserie league kind of football stuff. And there I like is. I liked Yahoo killed it. No, unless, they did. Unless they brought it back. They brought it back. They didn't have it last year. Um they, that was one of the big complaints that people were uh, griping about is that they took it away and then they brought it back this year. Oh, well, good. I didn't look for it this year. I didn't realize they brought it back. Oh, well. It's not too late. Matt, you and I, we're going to have a one-on-one, uh, you know, rotisserie league. What do we yes. win, a rotisserie chicken? Yes. Man, that'd be yeah, the, that's awesome. You'd I mean, love that prize. Are you kidding? So much like Whitfield's intro song, rotisserie's back. <laughs> All right. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's terrible. I really? Know. Damn. Really? You can fail it. for that. Get off it. <laughs> I dreamed a dream that we could get the hell out of segment one without sounding like a bunch of douchebags. <laughs> clearly, clearly, that was not meant. That was not meant to be. Sorry, everybody, but you know what you do get. That's right. You get that, so 
I think we all deserve a fail because that just got really awkward around here. <laughs> this got really weird. Anyway, now let's go ahead and take a break and we'll come back. We need to actually spend time on some games. We just did like 50 minutes and all we did, uh, largely we bullshitted a whole bunch. And that's okay. That was fun. But uh, we need to talk about some games or else maybe we just won't. Maybe we'll just act the fool for another hour and then go to bed. It'll be like one of the most random podcasts ever. You know what? If like, that happens, that's never happened yeah, I mean, pff, that's okay. If that's what happens, that's what happens. That's life. <laughs> you said it yourself. Because you know what? At the end of the day, you know what my favorite thing about doing the sports brew stuff is? Having fun. Yeah, yeah having fun. Straight. Having fun. And uh, just, there's no games I'm, like, pissed about this week. I mean, there's no game that I'm, like, really, like, pissed off about. So it's not like I need to go, oh, Ridge Face on the Redskins or Ridge Face on the Packers. Did or, you hear the latest thing about Donovan McNabb? Why do you have to ruin my day? <laughs> Donovan McNabb. You don't need another hour-long rant I about hate you. Like that. He's a Hall of Famer. What the fuck did I do wrong? You were I, Donovan McNabb. I don't, I, didn't, I don't deserve Donovan McNabb. You idiot. Stop. <laughs> I don't. So don't give me that crap. Oh, shit. That's right. Anyway, uh, no, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll uh, rock and roll through uh, week one. And we also need to touch on, uh, oh, my God, Central Michigan, right? <laughs> Talk on the, <laughs> that one. The week. So, uh, yeah, that is definitely is the of the week. A little bit of light college football stuff. Uh, we'll get to uh, what did Shannon? Shannon, what'd you call them? The Sizzling Seven? Sizzling uh, Seven. Sizzling Seven, man. Um, sounds like a special at Golden Corral, dude. So I hope it's yeah, very buddy. filling. Yeah, man. Sizzling and Seven. Ballsy move of the week as well. Yeah, ballsy move of the week. Maybe we'll touch on some fantasy stuff, too. Uh, and yeah, actually, Whitfield, give me the fantasy fail of the week. Fail of the week, man. What's what's the biggest fantasy whiff that people made this week? Yeah, Adrian Peterson, thirty-two uh, yards. That's painful. That's painful. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Oh, by the way, anybody think there's any any credence to Marshawn Lynch actually coming back? No. No. I mean, no. I'm like, I just don't see it. Right. I don't see it. I do want to watch the episode of Bear Grylls with him though. Because I, I think for what I, I have it on my DVR, I bet you that's going to be really funny. Yeah, the entire episode of him not talking. No, he's going to talk. He, he doesn't have to worry about the NFL. He's just there, so it doesn't get fine, man. No, Bear Grylls will get Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, Bear Grylls is going to get Marshawn Lynch to talk. He will. So I'm just kind of that one's on my DVR. It's waiting for me. The Drew Brees one I thought was fun. If you, if you never saw Drew Brees on Bear Grylls, you, you you should look it up on like on demand and watch it. I thought it was it was pretty good. Um, I think oh, Bre- oh, on on Bear Grylls show. Yeah, on Bear. I, I'm pretty sure. That, I think I'm pretty sure. Bear, <laughs> I'm pretty sure uh, Drew Brees is the one that had to hop on an alligator or a little small crocodile or something. I think I might be wrong about that, but uh, I, I want to say that's what he had Drew Brees do. He does like random stuff to these people, like. Um, Notice the Saints didn't re-sign him until they knew he was okay. Yeah, well, um, yeah, to get through that one. I mean, he, uh, I, I thought the one with Obama was actually going to be really good. I was kind of disappointed with that one because I, I just don't think they did enough stuff. I guess they couldn't lug the Secret Service everywhere that he wanted to go. I don't know. <laughs> Some cool parts, but they didn't do enough. Uh, that one was okay. The one with uh, the Spice Girl on uh, AGT, Mel B, I thought that one was pretty funny. Uh, there's they, they, I think he, this season he has like one with Shaq. One with Marshawn Lynch. Like, where on earth is he taking Shaquille O'Neal? 
because he usually has people like rappel down crap and go in caves. Where can, where the hell? What is what is is Bear Grylls gonna hack a shack like him through a cave? How does that work, man? I'm really it's curious. Have him go to the North Pole and yeah. sleep in an this elf bed. This man is totally insane. Yeah, man. I just I don't I just don't even know how that's gonna work. I, although it will give an interesting sense of scale because we know how big Shaquille O'Neal is. I mean, huge. So I'm kind of curious what Bear Grylls looks like. Like again, you know what he looks like standing by <laughs> Shaq. You know, I think that'll be kind of fun. So, anyway, yeah, yeah, I don't know, whatever. Let's take a break. We'll come back in a minute, uh, Matt. While well, at some point in segment two, I'll ask you about fantasy heroes for the week and then pickups to go for. Uh, we're past waiver periods, I think, pretty much for anybody. Um, and I was slack, and I didn't, I didn't have a single waiver claim in any league. I didn't do any. I like looked at it for about five minutes last night. And I was like, I don't feel like it. I went to bed. And I got up this morning, I looked at my phone, I said, I don't feel like it, I'm going to work. <laughs> and then I was at work, I was like, I'm too damn busy, I can't do it. <laughs> and then I got home the night, I was like, let me look. Uh, nah, I gotta get ready for a show. So I think I made like one rando pickup, I made a list yesterday and I made one rando pickup, and nothing that's worth a squat. But it's week one, man, who cares. Anyway, we'll take a break with the sports speaking funnels on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Brady Lewis, Funnel Cake and all kinds of other random stuff. The Google Play Store, look, man, keywords are sports and brew. And who knows, maybe like Tim Tebow, we will show up in unexpected ways. There you go. There it is. Anyway, we'll be right back in just a moment. We'll pound our way through the rest of uh, week one in the NFL and uh, (laughs) have a little fun with Central Michigan, man. That crap is crazy. I'll be right back in just a moment. Yes, sir. I had to stretch your legs for a couple of minutes, but we are the sports brew. We are back. We have some work to do and some lumber to lift before we get the heck out of here on this wild Wednesday. Er, wasted Wednesday. Er, wacky Wednesday. I don't know. Given, uh, given the sounds with Mark and those uh, Vitamix, for a, a little while I was worried it might be a whack-off Wednesday, but uh, mercifully, <laughs> I'm just kidding. We avoided that. Although, you know, it's great is when we were pre-podcasting and Mark was off making this blender bender thing. Uh, we did have a little segment. Like, I was being funny. And we recorded it. And I have a soundbite that who knows uh, if I'm feeling extra vicious when I do this, um, when I post this tomorrow, maybe I'll tack that one onto the back end of it. For me to poop on. You never know. <laughs> anyway, uh, so look, man, I tell you what, week one impressions, takeaways. I want to, you know, obviously there's a lot of games we want to kind of dance on. Uh, one thing I will say is this, man, look, uh, Arizona, let me tell you what, when you get a team in your, on your, on your home field, dude. And they don't have their starting quarterback. They don't have their superstar starting tight end. They're missing defensive players. They're missing this. They're missing that. Right? Look, no Brady, no Gronk, no problem for the Patriots, man. Unbelievable to me that they're able to pull that off. Coaching matters. Unbelievable to me. I mean, Garoppolo over there with the smelling salts. Dude, you see how much how many times he was hoofing that thing under his nostrils? Dude, Ric Flair couldn't woo enough for what was going on with that guy's <laughs> face hole. You know what I'm saying? I'm Jimmy Garoppolo, and I love some smelling salts. Woo! I mean, they were waking that dude up, man. Uh, I thought he held up fairly well. I don't know who drafted Chris Hogan in the fantasy football. Somebody did. Hogan got drafted, and I was like, why is it my draft in Hogan? Well, you know what? I guess now we know why. Because I'm a smart man. Because Jimmy Garoppolo, there he is. Well, I didn't do any prep work at all for fantasy football this year, other than I talked with some people for about five minutes, and then we just drafted (laughs) But, uh, you know, Garoppolo had his moments. I'm not saying this dude's like the next coming of, of whatever, Tom Brady. But he had some moments. And I, I, I think the big takeaway is for New England to go up there down the players they were to go into 
you know, to go into Arizona's stadium and beat Arizona. Yes, I know you had the field goal thing. I understand that, right? I understand that. Bad snap, no good. They had a chance to win. I get it. The thing is, they didn't. At the end of the year, do you think anybody's going to remember that it was a bad snap? No. no. You know what they're going to remember? That the New England went up there without Brady, without Gronk, and they freaking won. That's what people are going to remember. Okay? So kudos to Larry Fitzgerald getting his 100th like touchdown during the course of that game. He wrecked shop off and on. But I thought Jimmy Garoppolo and the Patriots handled their business. It's the classic do your job. They went up there. They did their job. They had their moments. They got that done. Um, Garoppolo, I thought, was decent. Uh, that uh, you know, nice throw in second and four from the thirty-seven in the first quarter. That's one where he hit Chris Hogan. Uh, they were just—I mean, he, dude just torched the DB. It was one-on-one, and that's really—that's probably the, the the defense's fault more than anything. But it was a good throw. Um, in the second quarter, Patriots are up ten-zero. It's third and eight. Garoppolo drops back. He gets stripped by uh, Cardinals defender Chandler Jones. Of course, former Patriot recovers that. Um, so you know, you had some give and take in that game. <coughs> Cards came back on that one. They got a touchdown on Larry Fitzgerald on, on first and goal, so it's 10-7. Fourth quarter is 20-14. Patriots are leading. Cardinals have the ball, first and 10 from the 43. David Johnson, I believe that guy's legitimate. Uh, this is one of those plays. He was just wrecking shop, dude. He was juking. He's bouncing, breaking free. There you go, Shane. He's breaking free for a 45-yard gain. <laughs> I loved that. And then, of course, uh, later on, we got that first and goal from the two, and Palmer went to Larry Fitzgerald in the corner of the end zone. Um, you know, it was pretty pretty beast. 21-20 Cardinals were leading, uh, and that one, of course, was the 100th touchdown for uh, Fitzgerald. But, you know, the Pats responded. And here's the thing. I mean, they had a third and 15. They completed a long pass. They had a third and 11. That was a blunt run to get the first down. Uh, Goskowski hits a 32-yard field goal for them to take the lead, 23-21. And, you know, the Cardinals, you know, it looked like they were going to move down the field and, and, you know, get a field goal and take this thing away. Uh, Palmer Fitzgerald was big right at the back end of that game. Um but, you know, again, at the end of the day, man, Cardinals go for the 47-yard field goal, bad snap, boom, they miss it. So it becomes, the story becomes that the Cardinals let down, Garoppolo delivers, the Patriots travel on the road and deliver. And I think everybody else, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't everybody else in the AFC East lose? I mean, the yep. Dolphins lost to the Seahawks. Bills lost, Jets lost. Yeah, I mean, pfft. so, I mean, that's like, that's like a quadruple win for New England. Are you kidding <laughs> Garoppolo, 24-33, 264 yards, one touchdown, 106.1 quarterback rating. He got rid of the ball quickly. He, made good, uh, he had some good plays on the fly <coughs> in the face of some breakdowns. I thought he held up pretty well. You know, if, if, you're, uh, if you're Belichick, you got to feel decent about that one. Look, we're not, you know, other than Lindy, we don't have a, like a big wad of like Patriot homers here on the brew. But hey, I, I, thought I thought that was pretty to, beast, uh, dude. Go I ahead. talked to Bill Belichick earlier. He's on to Miami. <laughs> of course he is. <laughs> of course, uh, you know. I mean, it just—I don't know, man. If if Arizona, you got to be kicking yourself. You got to finish that kind of game. You're on your home home stadium, dude. You're at home. You can't do that kind of garbage. You got to finish that junk. You got to finish it. You got to finish it. Unless somebody has something to say on that game, I'm going to shift gears. Get off my lawn. That's a get off my lawn, like for real. Yeah, probably true. <laughs> probably on to Miami. On the on the Miami, and that's that's that. Very very Belichick. You I'll know, tell you what. Go ahead. Tease this a little bit at the end of that first segment. Right. One of the twenty times we tried to end it. Um, twenty five. 
Ballsy move of the week. Oakland Raiders. Oh, going, going for, for two? And going for the win, man. God, I loved love it, it, man. I loved it. That was just ballsy. <laughs> Shannon, are you telling me something? You said balls. Yeah, you did. Thank you. <laughs> I loved it, man. I mean, Drew Brees, uh, it was just going up and down the field all day on that defense. It, I mean, he was just on point. But I, I like the way that that Raiders team just kept answering the bell, man. Right. I mean, Jack Del Rio has got that culture changed. Derek Carr is a winner. Mari Cooper is a winner. And, I mean, that team... Years past, they probably would have just buckled, but I think there's a nice little culture change going on there in Oakland. No, I, I like the general direction. I don't know how good the Raiders are, but I think they're going to be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And sometimes that's the kind of year, that's where you're at as a team. Is You may not win all the games, but, you know, and your, your record may not be wunderbar, but you're entertaining, you're competitive, you're entertaining, and occasionally you pull, you pull the, the rabbit out of the hat. And I think the Raiders are going to kind of be that team. I, I don't know how good they're going to be in that division. Uh, Denver looks legit. Kansas City will probably figure it out. I'm not particularly worried about San Diego, but uh, who knows. Uh, but the Raiders, man, kudos to the guts. Kudos to the sack uh, for that. I don't know what they had to lose. It's probably one of those things, if they were a better team and had a lot to lose, maybe they don't do that. But, no, I thought that was fun, man. I think it's a good call, bro. So, uh, 35-34, Raiders pull that bad boy off, man. And if you had Drew Brees on your fantasy team, congratulations. You probably won your game. <laughs> 423 yards and four touchdowns. Woo. Well, it probably also, if you had Brandon Cooks or Willie Sneed, you probably did pretty well, too. Probably so. Probably yeah. so. Dude, there was a lot of fantasy production. Carr had a good day. Cooper had a good day. Snead had a good day. Cooks had a good day. I mean, yeah. I mean, a lot of these, a lot of these dudes, man, they were just producing. If you had just, if you had been like, my whole team is made up of saints, you probably would have won. <laughs> if you're that guy. <laughs> I will give kudos to the Raiders. Other than your defense, <laughs> I'll give kudos to the Raiders for the fact that after that 98 yard touchdown pass uh-huh. to Cooks, I thought that was going to be a backbreaker. I really did. Well, and by the way, the- can we? Can we None. teach how to play proper bump and run coverage? No. <laughs> Can we teach that, please? No. God no, didn't that's even. Not possible. He did. I mean, worst case, you just back up and give him the few yards. But he completely whiffed on Cooks, and Cooks just went by him like nothing. Dude, you know, usually at the beginning of the season, you're like, man, the defense is ahead of the offense, right? Not this. <laughs> and then there's sometimes you're like looking like, what the hell was that defensive player thinking, man? What's up? <laughs> Unless you're playing the Rams, then. Well. Or the it's Browns. Like you have to tell them the preseason is over. <laughs> dear, dear, dear LA, your defense is offensive. He wasn't wearing the red jersey. You can actually hit him. You know, they were not wearing the red jerseys. Well, I, actually, I think technically the 49ers were. <laughs> Weren't they in red? <laughs> Were the 49ers in red during the game? It, yes, to- they it, were. it totally yeah. messed with them, man. They were like, we can't tackle those guys. That's what it is. Now we know the secret's out. Now we know. <laughs> now we know. That's amazing, man. That's really funny. Can I ask a question here? No. Not what you got, it's, man. I think 
we are at the point now where we can truly say that Jeff Fisher is overrated as a coach. I think you may be right. Well, I mean, how many years has he had to get this right and they look like poop on the freaking opening game? Well, part of the problem offensively They never fully put it together. You got to figure, offensively for them, the Niners stacked the box because they dared them. They dared Case Keenum to throw the football. And obviously he's not a good quarterback, therefore... It's Case Keenum, dude. Exactly. I mean, so let's shut down the run. Come on. Make him beat us through the air. That's that's all the defense was. There's That's all That's all they had to do is just say, eight, nine in the box, throw over us. There you go. Well, didn't they just sign Tavon Austin to like an extension or something? Couldn't they he have did. broke something? But the problem <laughs> with Tavon Austin is they, they never throw anything deep. It's always behind the line, reverses, screens, something. And if you got that many guys up on the line, he's going to get swallowed up in the mix. Get off my line! Thank you. <laughs> Look, yeah, well, let's see what that team looks like as – I mean, I don't, I, they're not going to throw golf out there to the Wolves. No. Don't, aren't the Rams playing uh, Seattle next week? Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, it's going to be Case Keenum. But, I mean, I think the big thing is, you know, that's a lot of eight and eights for Jeff Fisher, a lot of land of mediocrity for Jeff Fisher. And I like Fisher, but, I mean, it's, it's a legit point. It's like, at what point do you get more out of the team? They've I'm been in, through I'm a lot. I'm intrigued by the reports that you know, he never wanted them. Never oh, won. I did see that. Never wanted golf? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, there was, uh, who was a Keyshawn Johnson said he had quote-unquote sources that have said that Jeff, Jeff Fisher wanted nothing to do with Jared Goff. Well, who did he want? Does anybody but golf? And the GM was like, no, we're, doing, we're going golf? Oh. Huh. I guess that. That'll Fisher that'll come out Wentz. in the wash. No. That'll yeah, come Fisher out in the wash. Wentz. Well, they should have gone got Wentz. Over, yeah, Fisher wanted Wentz, and he got overruled. Oh well, if that's the case, that's more interessante. See, uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, Keyshawn's informant was probably Dilfer, since he's everybody's informant. It seems. Well, <laughs> could be. Shouldn't he just sit down and shut up because he's a backup quarterback? There you go. Okay. Well, more, he was more, more so because I can't stand him, but <laughs> I'm I mean, not. Technically, during the Super Bowl season, he started off as a backup. Yep. Well, yeah, I mean, Banks. he was a he was a role player to that defense. I mean, let's yeah, be real, true. man. All that's the you know that that defense was an all time defense. Just don't f it up, right? Yeah, don't don't screw it up. I take I take Tebow over Dilford. Whoa, <laughs> whoa! I can I can wow. On the field, yes. Yeah. <laughs> if Dilfer had effed that up, Ray, Ray Lewis would have ensured no one found the body. God. <laughs> savage. <laughs> Randy getting savage. We, all, all of us gone savage. Wow, Ray Ray. Bringing Ray Ray back, man. Jeez. <laughs> God. Tebow, God, would that be... You know, that's like a challenge in a video game. Can you take a team with Dilfer or Tebow as your quarterback and do anything? You know what I mean? Can you imagine that? Oh, my God. Challenge Arf. accepted. Jesus. Right? I, I I don't know, man. I don't know who I'd rather deal with. Have, I don't know who I'd rather be stuck with. It's pretty awful. I think I'd be like, can you give me Rex Grossman again? <laughs> At least, hey, at least I, should... at least I know the evil at that point. You know what he's I mean? Stuck, he's just stuck with Gus Farad. 
Uh, well, you might well, be concussed. Farage just headbutting walls. <laughs> I mean, Danny Werfel. Danny Werfel. Yeah, the the rainbow Dear the rainbow Jesus. warrior Danny Werfel. Yeah. Oh, uh, what was the hybrid? That was Ron Beckman. That was when Ron it was. Beckman. Yeah, that was Ron Beckman. That was uh, Rex Grossman and John Beck. Ron Beckman. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a that's a that's a Lochte special right there. Oh. <laughs> Dude, what the hell happened on Dancing with the Stars, man? Who tried to who tried to assault Ryan Lochte or whatever on Dancing with the Stars? What was that? Rush the stage or something? I don't Oh, man. I'd have to look that story up. I I just remember hearing like bits and baubles about you know protesting it, protesting yeah. him being on the show. Well, I don't think that's necessary. I mean, like, you know, whatever. He's on the show. It's a celebrity show. He's a celebrity. They're, they're, like, they're I mean, who cares, dude? I mean, if you want to protest protest Vanilla Ice being on there, by all means, go do it. But Ryan, is, Va- is Vanilla Ice on there? He is. What? He is. Ripples. Megatron's on there. Yep. Huh. Uh, one of the Olympians from the female gymnast from this past uh, Olympics. Oh, Laurie, Laurie yep. Hernandez. Hernandez. Yep. Mary Lou Henner's on there. Yep. Janet Kramer. Oh, I bet I, I would put Marcia money Brady. on Laurie Hernandez. Dude, I'd put money on Laurie Hernandez winning it this season. I would put money on it. D stat. What's the over under? <laughs> Uh, I don't give a shit o'clock. I just want to know if I just want to know if Lochte. I just want to know if he like rips a door off a bathroom somewhere. You know what would be really great is if he could if his dance partner could be Janet Jackson and he could help with a wardrobe malfunction. <laughs> that would be awesome. That's what that's what Lochte needs. Is he needs to do, do wardrobe a Timberlake song, right? Yeah, dude, that would be fantastic, man. Well, you know, Donkey's watching it because of Mary Lou Hennard this year. He got to watch some Cougars. I don't even know who Mary Lou Hennard is. I'd have to look that up. Who? Who? Mary Lou Henner. Who is that, man? She don't look bad for her age. Henner. Yeah, who is she? I have no, she was I, on Taxi. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I, I know who you're talking about. Like, I wouldn't have been head, able to. The redhead yeah. on Taxi, yeah. Yeah, okay. I had to, like, look up a picture of her. Now I know who you're talking about, but I wouldn't have guessed her name for anything, man. But Anyway, you know, why are we talking about Dancing with the Stars? What just happened? I don't know, we went from Dilfer, uh, we went from Dilfer and Tebow quarterbacking our team from hell to Dancing with the Stars and Lochte having a water Lochte. Yeah, Jesus Christ, shift gears. All right, Mark, Mark, dear God, it's like Calgon. Take us away. Give me some other topic. Vodka, take <laughs> us away. Giants, Dallas. Did we? I don't. What football game were we talking about? We do need to go to Giants, Dallas. What we're football done. game were we talking about? We were done. We were, we were done. Okay. Raiders Saints and we were done. Oh, yeah. So kudos to the Raiders for having for sacking it up. That that was fun, man. Kudos, that kudos, kudos. That was good. That was good times. Yeah. Uh, Giants Cowboys, man. America's game of the week. Uh, that was good. I think my favorite moment. I got to be honest with you. My favorite moment. I'm glad to see Victor Cruz back on the field. Uh, not that he was like lighting up the stat sheet, but he did get a touchdown, and it was nice to see him do a little salsa dance. You know, Mark, you know, I've talked about that before. I'm glad to see that man back on the field. That's a tough, a tough, tough, tough injury to come back from, particularly for a wide receiver skill position kind of guy. This obviously for Cowboy fans, with a lot of focus on Dak Prescott. I do think it's funny, by the way, in the second quarter, trailing seven to uh, seven to six. Cowboys had the balls first ten from first and ten from twenty four, and Prescott hits Des Bryant in the end zone. Or not, and the ball moves around, and he slides out of bounds, bobbling that thing. I thought that was great, dude. 
It's like, what we need is Des Bryant having new ways to drop the ball. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what we need. We need more memes and more Des Bryant blowing a catch in the end zone. I thought it was hilarious. So I kind of laughed about that. Slightly cruel, I guess, for the football gods. Uh, but in the third quarter, man, uh, Giants were up 13-9. Uh, and, uh, you know, you get a little Ezekiel Elliott uh, shaking and baking on first and goal from the eight. Gets in for the touchdown at 16-15. Uh, Cowboys. And unfortunately for me... You guys know I tend to DVR a lot of football because I, there's just a lot going on, so I can't always watch football from like one to one to midnight. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd love to. It's just not realistic. But it, here and we mentioned Victor Cruz. That was a fourth quarter thing. Giants were driving third and goal from the three. That's when Eli hit Victor Cruz in the end zone. I love the fact that the little salsa time is back. Uh, that was Cruz's first touchdown, first receiving touchdown since week three of 2014, and that was wow. a that was a 20 to 19 Giants lead. So. This is where this game, to me, it was moderately interesting because of the storylines. But look, man, you get down late. Cowboys have the ball. they got about a minute to go. And it's just time to hurry up and roll, right? I mean, this is where they needed that underwear thief. Who was that? Who was the underwear thief? He would have known how to get the hell out of it. He would have known how to get the hell out of bounds, right? Um, back and running back. Um, yeah. Uh, the, no, the, the guy with me undies. You know, that dude. He would have known how to get the hell no, out of there. Dunbar. It was the um, <laughs> who's but, the other one that was. From who the was this? Here, hold on. Let's look up underwear thief. That's all we got to do. Like I guarantee you, if we search underwear thief cowboys, we're gonna find this guy. Joseph, oh, Randall. Joseph Randall, alleged underwear there thief. Go. There it is. There, there you go. Joseph Randall goes from underwear thief to underwear spokesman. They needed that guy. He would have known how the hell to get out of bounds. You know what I mean? He would have known how to get the hell out of there. He would have. Like, hey, no he joke. He would have stolen uh, some of the Giants' drawers, too. I don't know. Man. <laughs> That's a different issue. Different yeah, issue. But look, <laughs> look, man, you know, time's running Mental out. L- Lance Dunbar runs across the field, burning up a whole bunch of time. Uh, Dak ends up hitting Cole Beasley in the field, in the, you know, in the middle of the field. Um, they didn't work the sidelines particularly well. They burned up a lot of time, man. Trying to do, like, you know, clock spikes and all that. Uh, look, we get late in the game, 17 seconds ago, third and 10 from the 46. Dak hits uh, Terrence Williams, who, you know, for whatever reason, man, just I, I don't know what happened in his head. And instead of going immediately to the sideline and try to get the hell out of there, he cut back inside. I mean, he was not going to run all the way to the end zone to get a touchdown. It wasn't happening. So I don't know if that was just a brain fart or if he thought maybe there was enough time to get down and, you know, the team could, you know, spike it. I, I, I don't know what happened there. But in the heat of it, I remember I was chilling out laying on the floor and I'm like, yo, 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 let me rewind this play like 10 times. And I'm like, did he not think he get out, get out, get out of bounds? I don't understand what the hell just happened. How does this guy get that wrong? How does this guy get that wrong? He's not a rookie. Come on, man the hell i bet terrence williams which is he could go dak to the future i saw that as a fantasy team name by the way <laughs> nice yeah nice. Dak to the future there it is man hold well, on well, watching th- the replay it looked like uh rogers Cromarty actually had the sideline kind of blocked so i think he felt like he just wasn't going to get there. maybe but maybe. i mean it also could have been the camera angle they used on the replay that made it look that way too <laughs> it would have been close himself it would have been close it would have been close but i think you still have to make that effort to make it look like you're going to the sideline to actually know what you're doing. Make it look like you know what you're doing. Yeah. Because you just go to the middle of the field, you just look like an idiot. You which know, he does. Yeah, well, I mean, he, I mean, he's gotten crucified over it. 
Yeah, he's gotten I mean, crucified over it, and I mean, it, it's 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 fair criticism because you look at it and you go, well, you're a "Dude, veteran. what the hell?" You got to know the situation. I mean, maybe Dak doesn't call it out in the huddle, but I mean, you got a rookie in his very first NFL game. I mean, Dez, Terrence, the veterans on the offensive line right. have to say, "Hey, listen, the next pass, you got to get out of bounds. We have no timeouts left." Right, and, and you got to make that known. Wow. Prescott and Elliott were the first rookie quarterback running back combo to start an opener. Yeah, for the Cowboys since Staubach and Calvin Hill in 69. How about that? Wow. Okay. Yeah. That game, turned out okay. The game, yeah, that that seemed all right. The game ended with Dallas in position for a 57-yard field goal, but Williams didn't get out of bounds after a catch, and the clock ran out. And that's Bailey. Dan, Bailey it, Dan, yeah, but, that's in his range. Oh yeah, so, I mean, oh yeah, definitely. If oh, he yeah. had just gotten out, that would have given him at least an opportunity. Uh, maybe D stat game away. Maybe D stat used ESP to like tell him to go to the middle. <laughs> maybe so the Giants would win. Maybe that that was the old buff. That was the old. It's the old running gag. Buffalo Wild Wings. You know, somebody hit the wrong button. <laughs> you know what I mean? Damn it. Disa hit the sprinkler. Yeah. Failure. You know, I, I, how about this, man? I mean, the Giants should have won the game. Like, I'd, I'd like to think they're a better team. Uh, the run game looked like it had its moments. Eli had his moments. Uh, again, I, I'm happy to see Cruz back. And I do love how in the ESPN recap, when they're talking about Cruz, it did have it listed Cruz as breaking free in the end zone. I was like, yeah. Somebody, somebody likes the sports brew. That's right, ESPN. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Vita Cruz, uh, man. That's right. Copycats. Yeah, thieves. No, it's okay. From a fantasy aspect, Ezekiel Elliott, 20 rushes for 52 yards. Well, first game, first game, man. Yeah, well, yeah. not only that, but the Giants stacked the box and dared Dak Prescott to beat him. That's what well, the Giants hey, look is better than AP. And they got a good secondary. Their linebackers are crap. And if people are going to be able to get three, and um, they're going to be able to run up yards on them. Yeah. Well, look, man. It's not. Like, it's not like Dak was challenging a lot of stuff deep. You know what I mean? That's not I mean, what he was doing. From twenty to twenty. Right. I mean, he, that was a lot of underneath stuff. Uh, let's yeah. see how that kind of progresses. I think the Giants played a solid game. Um, you know, they weren't. It's not like they rolled out there and crushed everything like world beaters, but I think that's a good start for them. The past couple years have had some bumps getting out of the gate at the beginning of the season. This was this is big. It's a road win, a division win. They finished it off. They didn't choke it out. I think that's good. it's good for the defense. It's good for Eli. It's good for, you know what I mean? It's good for the team. They went in. Run game looked pretty good. Found a way to get it done. You get out of there. You know, Eli can sign the stadium, you know, the stuff in the locker room again, I guess. <laughs> they got to get him. these wins while it's not November. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's important, man. It's important. Yeah, it's fine. Rookie quarterback, rookie running back, defense sucks. So what? You know what? At the w, end of the day, w is a w. W's a w, dude. You need to go and win. You need to go and win. You need to handle your freaking business. And they did. So kudos to them. I think my favorite part. Actually, my favorite, favorite, favorite part. I'm going to pull this up because Mark, I think, will appreciate this. Uh, but before I get to that, Mark, you wanted to talk about this game. So let me ask you this. Uh, takeaways from Giants-Cowboys, whether that's an impression of the team, whether that's an impression of the offense, the defense, 
Whatever, man. What do you take away from this game? Uh, granted, you're a Giants fan, so you're biased. We all know that, but that's why I'm asking you this question. Right. No, I definitely agree with McGuff, and you got to you know, win the games that you should win, which, I mean, I don't think anybody's going to you know, highlight the, the Lions as, or, or excuse me, excuse me, uh, the Cowboys as scrubs. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, wait, they are going to label the Lions as scrubs, too, and the Colts lost the Lions. That's embarrassing. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, no. Uh, <laughs> that's probably you're throwing, throwing my boy some shade, so I had to throw it back. Uh, <laughs> no, I, you know what? I was you know incredibly excited for the game, and I, I felt like it was a very entertaining game. Uh, I really feel like, obviously, for both you know fans of the teams and non-fans, uh, it was close. It, it's uh, you know definitely had you know both sides had their chances. Um, I wasn't I wasn't always thrilled with the Giants' defense. I felt like they were a little soft at times. Uh, but I thought Prescott, you know, all things considered, I think you know it, they got to feel pretty good about what Prescott did. And, and Elliot, yeah, it's his first game. I'm not about to write him off yet. I wasn't convinced with anybody else that you know he deserved to be you know a likely fantasy star I, I don't i don't know what to expect i think it's always you know always risk with the rookie but he'll get better uh but prescott prescott played smart but i i think for me if i'm most excited about something right it's it's definitely the the, the offense and especially the passing game yeah um the the, the run game really yeah, i honestly had even slightly better numbers than i, I thought jennings uh 18 for 75 and mm-hmm. uh vereen six for 38 i mean that's mm-hmm. that's Great numbers. Yeah, the averages um, are good. I mean, you yeah, know, average average is good, yeah. and 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 um, doing a good job of, of of I feel like picking up you know a good five six yards for per, per carry and, and definitely getting first downs when they needed to. Um, but that 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 pass game. I mean, you know, Cruz's numbers might not be massive, but you know, didn't didn't expect him to be week one. I think he, no. he certainly has to work his way back in. But four targets, four catches, thirty four yards, touchdown. Look fresh, look sharp. Definitely look like he was having fun out there. Um, yeah, threw some threw some shade at, at you know Josh Norman after the you know Redskins game. So uh, I think Cruz is back, and I'm I'm very very happy to see it. Uh, and Sterling Shepard, uh, I I've been really excited to see what this guy can do in the regular season. Uh, phenomenal touchdown catch, and uh, I, I that passing game if they can stay healthy. Uh, I feel really good about their chances. I mean, they're not gonna you know not gonna I'm not putting them on like a you know, Saints kind of pedestal in terms of offensive firepower, but they should be really efficient and definitely be able to te- beat, you know, a lot of teams that aren't, you know, high scorers and keep pace with most of the high scorers. This weekend against the Saints is going to be an interesting one because obviously, you know, I'm certainly expecting them to have to keep pace and put up a lot of points. So I, I you know, really want to see them put to the test. Now, Saints defense obviously is not the strongest. Well, neither but, was the Cowboys. Uh, yeah, well, of course. Of course. Right. Very so. true. They're not necessarily indicative of how good a team is. But, you know, early in the year, man, get some of those cream posts. It's like college football, man. Get the cream posts out of the way while, you, while your team shapes up, right? And you sort things out. And then when you got to step up, you do it. Sure. <laughs> anyway, keep going. So, uh, yeah, thrilled, thrilled to be 1-0. You know, I, I, I almost in a weird way wish that, you know, Williams had gotten out of bounds so we could, you know, not have the debate of, oh, what, what would have been or what could have happened. I mean, that was – it was a bad fail, and and I know Bailey certainly can't hit from that distance. But you know, there's there's so many ifs just in terms of where oh, of exactly would have gotten out of bounds, and you know, oh. uh, would he still have gotten out of bounds in time, and yeah, you know, blah, blah blah. Well, I mean, um, look at the end of the Panthers Broncos. You get a timeout. Gano makes it, then he misses it, 
And then you got the, the the Cardinals field goal, you know, them missing it. I mean, just because it's there doesn't mean it's going to happen. And Justin, what's your um, what you're saying on the ifs? Uh huh. What's your what you're if, saying? Oh, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, every day would be Christmas. There you go. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where when certain things happen, you guarantee an outcome. You don't know that if he cuts to the outside, that he a he makes it outside, and b that he can get the clock stopped. But cutting inside guarantees none of that happens, Absolutely. and that's the thing. You don't know what the outcome, right? You don't know what the outcome will be. But when when a player makes a certain decision or turns it over or whatever, it kills that drive or it kills the end of that game, and, and that makes it an absolute, right? He made yeah. it an absolute that it was a loss. Yes, they may not have won. They may not have even been able to stop the clock. They may not have been able to make the field goal. Who knows? But him staying cutting back inside guaranteed that that was done. Yeah, that that's all. That's the only thing that did. You don't know what would have happened otherwise. Maybe nothing. Maybe he can't get out of bounds anyway. I mean, I felt like I had to rewatch that piece a couple of times, and I was like, "Would they have gotten him? Could he have made it? You know what I mean?" Sure. It's football, dude. Oh yeah, it's football. Well, in terms of the Carolina game, uh, Gano knew that I had that I had money on the Panthers winning, so. Uh, <laughs> He, he for some reason wanted to screw which is which is kind of mean. It's kind of dicked up. It, but, it, it is kind of messed up. It's a sick move. Side note a, that I think you you will enjoy. Uh, this was uh, an article in ESPN. It says Drew Brees is confident kids will root for Saints over Giants this time. <laughs> so apparently his kids, I like I love the articles. Like yeah, sure the kids like Dad all right, but they also like Eli Manning and Odell Beckham Jr. who went to the same. <laughs> Uh, school in New Orleans that some of them attend. Nice. So Breeze said, quote, I basically Damn. just said, as long as you're rooting for us to win, I don't, I don't care who you're rooting for personally, Breeze said with a laugh. <laughs> That's pretty messed up, man. Your kid, th- this is this is where it was great, man. Let's see if I can find this spot in it. They had to shoot out last year, right? Yeah, here he goes. Last year, Breeze revealed that his oldest son, Balin, was actually rooting for Manning and Beckham when the Saints pulled out that 52-49 to thriller inside the <laughs> Superdome. Dude, if I... If you're like kids are rooting for you to lose as an NFL quarterback, aren't you like, yeah, that's messed up, man. No allowance for you. I'd be like, no, give me give me back that cell phone. No, <laughs> no allowance. No allowance this week. No. No. Clean your own damn room. No maid coming in here today. No. You know what I'm saying? No soup for you. No soup for you. No. That's messed up, man. I feel like I remember a great like uh, picture battle. I think it was a Twitter type thing of a couple NFL players. I want. I'm pretty sure it was last year where their their kids were like wearing the other you know players' jersey and stuff like that. That's pretty funny. But uh, no, nah, that's 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 messed up. <laughs> that's jacked up, dude. That's jacked up, man. What is this head like? Brunch flavored candy corn is here. What is oh, that? Focus, focus, focus. By the, by the way, drinks are <laughs> true freeze. Getting that contract. Contract I just as long as uh you know the Harbaugh's aren't providing hors d'oeuvres of boogers, man, I'm I'm good. Nope. Okay, <laughs> that's all I want to know. No 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 booger hors d'oeuvres. Okay, I just want to know that. <laughs> I don't I don't know, Shannon. Are you sure it's Breeze or maybe David Bakhtiari for getting that big ass extension from the Packers? Yeah, hey man, either way, as long as they're free. Very true. I know, right? You, you know who needs to, be, to buy beer is that uh, that goofy kid that asked for beer money with the game day yes. sign. Yes. That's who needs to buy beer for people because a whole bunch of people 
I mean, uh, look, this dude, college game day, man. I love I love the signs on game day. It's one of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. And this kid, kudos to him or her or whatever. During the ESPN broadcast, man, his sign got on there and said, "Hi, mom, send beer money." And then he had his was it Venmo? I forget whatever the hell it is, but he had the account with his like thing, his username or wherever. Yeah, Venmo had the Venmo username on it, and and people started donating money to this guy. Brilliant. Absolutely, one hundred percent brilliant, and it'll only work for like one or two times, and then people will too many people will do it, and it's not funny, and then it's done. But I, I would love to know how much money Sam C two two seven zero got deposited to his Venmo account from that sign. Drinks on that guy. Drinks Heck on that yeah, guy. Man. Hell yeah. I think it's funny, Mark. Some of Sarah's family. Uh, our big Giants fans. And so one of them was talking about how much he doesn't like Norman and posted an article talking about, you know, players saying whatever about him, not moving with Antonio Brown. And so, like, I wrote him, like, I think it's funny that because he said specifically that he doesn't like anything about Norman. And I think it's funny that you can love Odell Beckham right but not like anything about Josh Norman cuz you know what doesn't make any sense to me that doesn't make any sense to me cuz they're brash vocal guys that play yeah. hard and i guarantee you if norman was on the giants he would like norman i just thought yeah. that was weird it's like like those are the guys that you love to hate but if they're on your team you love them right you know what I mean? That's what that's what Josh Norman is. As far as not going after or following Brown, dude, the Steelers are a better team than the Redskins, bar none. All right, Brown is otherworldly as far as NFL wide receivers. I don't know who makes the ultimate decision, but in the middle of the game, if the coaches have schemed and designed it, and that's what his assignment is, what's he going to do? Hey, coach, let's break this. I'll just follow him around. One of those catches by Brown. Breland was all over him in the end zone. That was an incredible throw and an incredible catch by an incredible player. Nobody could have played better defense on that, sort of intercepting the ball above that dude's head. You have a two-time Super Bowl-winning quarterback and an all-pro receiver making that play against, what, a second- or third-year corner? You know, I I mean, mean, come on. Look, any team worth their salt is going to say, wherever Josh Norman is, we're going to look at the rest of the field and we're probably going to exploit it because that's what that's probably the best thing to do. But fine. You go, hey, man, just follow A.B. everywhere. Maybe. But if the rest of the defense can't keep up with that or it causes people to have to adjust because of the switch and that happens, sometimes you try to move somebody around and you know what you do? You create other holes on your on your defense. Yeah. Not everybody can keep up with, well, my assignment just changed because this guy's now in the slot or he's over here or he's on the left side or he's on the right side or he's in motion. I mean, it's a lot, dude. That def- that team is not good enough to have that, <laughs> to me, to have a co- those kind of complications on defense. Right. Look, man, you got Big Ben, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Eli Manning, or Drew Brees. Those guys rip you apart. Okay. It's one game, whatever. But uh, you get some of these lesser quarterbacks. If they're starting to rip you, then there's an issue. 
We'll see this week if there's an issue if Dak, Dak Prescott rips Breland apart. Big Ben and Antonio are one of the top two or three combinations in the game right now, if not the best. Mm-hmm. So let's... Well, I tell you what, let's, man. Let's not crush Breland. I, I, it's funny to crush him during the time, but at the end of the day, it's Big Ben and Antonio. So Well, I mean, one of those plays was just baller. I mean, yeah, there's yeah, another yeah, one. He, de- he definitely got roasted on another one. He got roasted. They roasted that defense on a couple of spots. You know, middle of that game was kind of boring to me. So I, like, actually, you know, conked out for about 20 minutes on my couch. I got warm and comfortable. And, Shannon, I'm sure you can attest to it. When you have two little kids that wear you out, sometimes you get warm and comfortable sitting down, and you're like, all of a sudden you take, like, a power nap. And then you're like, oh, look, I'll get back to watching football and drink a beer. You know what I mean? (laughs) Totally happens. Sometimes. Yeah. I would come home from work at 5.30, and I would go to sleep for the rest of the night, man. I'm telling you. it, it You just <laughs> That's amazing. Sleep when, you sleep when you can. Look, we're going to find out what this means. Norman, we're going to find out because, look, I think it's reasonable commentary. I don't know that the criticism is fair, but I think the question itself is, and that is, is this how they designed the defensive scheme? Is this how they intend to use him? Is that a good use of Norman? Should Norman follow somebody on the field? That's fair commentary. But I don't know that it's Norman's fault if the coaches say, this is what we're doing, this is what you're doing, and here it is. Can he change that in the middle of a game? Can he walk up to coach and say, yo, just stick me on him? Maybe. I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a coach in the sidelines. And it, my best guess is that it's less about Norman and it's more about the rest of the defense and the other players on that team. You know what I mean? And maybe they can't handle him moving all over the place. Because I'm pretty sure that Norman by himself, if he was just matched up with Antonio Brown, would that would have been a better result. I'm not saying they would have beaten him, right? But it would have been a better result. Incidentally, that was just that was a whisker away from being a fumble. That one time Norman was on Brown. Brown got that ball, Norman punched that thing out of there. That was like a whisker away from being a forced fumble. You know what I mean? They ended up calling it an incompletion. But. And he darn near had a pick of Big, big mm-hmm. Ben, too. They had some moments. But look, the Red, the, uh, that game, the Redskins needed, like when Kerrigan had that fumble in his hands but couldn't take it into the end zone and then they couldn't yeah. just hold on to it, the Redskins aren't good enough to beat a team like the Steelers without getting those breaks. They need those breaks. They need them. Because the Steelers are an A-level team. The Redskins are a CB team. You know what I mean? That's what they are. Until proven otherwise. The Steelers are an A-level team. You know they're going to be in the mix. You know they're going to be in it, barring injuries. You know they're going to be in it at the end of the year. They don't even have they don't even have Le'Veon Bell on freaking out there, man. D'Angelo Williams great, man. He accorded, held up really well. Props to that dude. Props to that dude. Right? That team's right. incomplete. They're going to be in the thick of it at the end of the year, barring a lot of injuries. Pittsburgh will be there. I'm not saying they're going to win, but there are people that look at them as a Super Bowl team. So uh, the Redskins aren't good enough to overcome <coughs> some of the things and breaks they didn't get in that game. I'm just not sure if, you know, Norman can be like, hey, coach, just put me on this dude. I'll follow him all around. I don't know what the impacts are. Sounds nice. That's a nice you know bit of shade to throw. But, Mark, my guess is that we're going to have a better answer on Norman's role in that D when they play the Giants this weekend. 
week. No, excuse me. They're playing the Cowboys and they're playing the Giants. So we'll get an answer about Norman because if they're going to shadow him over anybody, look, you get Des Bryant coming up and then you're going to have Odell Beckham coming up. So if they want him to follow whatever, or if he goes, you know what, coach, let's make this work. Let me follow so-and-so or the one or the best receiver. Let me do that. Then we'll see that change happen because they're going to have the opportunity in front of them the next couple of weeks. It's going to be there. All right, it's going it's going to be there. Before we forget, and because uh, we're we're totally running up on uh, it's it's just about one, uh, and I don't want to gloss over this and totally forget about it. Uh, as much as I love Boogergate with uh, Jim Harbaugh, you know, denying he he ate a booger on the sideline. I can't believe that's even an article. I can't believe that's an article. Harbaugh talking about eating a booger. <laughs> <laughs> they actually brought up Boogergate during press conferences, okay? Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's, what, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Can I, add, can I say something for the record since this is Cleveland? Sure. That's what John said. <laughs> my brother has never eaten a booger. <laughs> I can't. I mean, why is that in an NFL press conference? Boogers. They're talking about boogers. Incredible to me. Absolutely incredible to me. All right, but the biggest thing with college football, number one, can Virginia Tech stop fumbling the damn ball? <laughs> I mean, for real, can they stop fumbling a freaking ball? It's incredible. I think that team has more fumbles through two games than they had all of last season, <laughs> like entirely. Yeah. It's like bizarre. It's they, bizarre. They got a case of fumbleitis. Dude, they got a case of something. All right. But but the craziest thing to me is Central Michigan that winning on that completely ridiculous Hail Mary play on an untimed down. Oklahoma State has to totally feel like raked over the coals and jobbed on that. They do. They yeah. do. Cowboys are up 27-24, had the ball on fourth down with four seconds left. Gundy, yeah, that guy, called for uh, the quarterback, Mason Rudolph, to throw the ball as far as he could out of bounds so time could expire. Work, clock runs out. But they didn't have receivers running the routes. And since, uh, you know, Mason Rudolph was in the pocket, the officials called intentional grounding. So Central Michigan was awarded an untimed down. And they had... shouldn't have happened. Shouldn't have happened. And they had the Hail Mary, hook and ladder, whatever the hell. And they had this insanity. And they ended up freaking winning the damn thing. Winning that freaking game. That was nuts. You know, kudos to Central Michigan. That's not something you, you see. I mean, that has that's like nightmare scenario, by the way. Go Chippewa. <laughs> that's nightmare scenario. Not only do you blow, not only do you not properly enforce the rules, but then you have that happen. Then you have that happen. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, for real, dude. Get the fuck out of my face with that shit. How on <laughs> earth do you not only blow the call, but then that team pulls off that kind of absolutely incredible play to instant. win it when that play shouldn't have even existed instant karma man only in college football college Un- football dude it's just absurd i you know <coughs> knock it down i don't even care if you get pass interference just knock it down first Un- of all believable but if if you're going to leave it short man if you're all those dbs you got to run up the field to try and make that tackle. Run somewhere. Do something. 
I mean, granted, this guy gets the ladder and runs across the field and just beats the guy to the end zone. I get that part, but dang, man, just knock the ball down. Something. but Knock it down. Get the call right. <laughs> get the call right. On field, none of this matters. But once exactly. you get this call wrong, uh, come on, guys. Seriously? <laughs> you got snookered by that? Can I ask you guys a question? Sure. Go ahead. On these Hail Mary plays, am I the only one that thinks I wouldn't just blitz the quarterback? Anger. Like, I mean, he does need time to actually wind up and throw. So. I mean, he needs that time to wind up and throw. Why not just blitz him and force him to just get rid of it quickly? If you trust your secondary, okay. I mean, if your secondary sucks, then I get it. But if you trust your secondary, dude, just freaking blitz the crap out of him, force him to throw it too soon, and then you should win. It's just me, but... Makes sense to me. So, I mean, you're only going to send, what, five receivers out max in any yeah, play? Yeah, I mean, just have five guys back and send six. That's more than the line can handle. So, yeah. I like this. Uh, columnist Barry Trammell from the Oklahoman in Oklahoma City had a column suggesting that uh, Central Michigan give the win back. <laughs> <laughs> like, for real. <laughs> Hey guys, can you can you give that win back? I mean, come on, just just for real. So the Big Twelve actually had a, a release, press release, and said the result of the game is final and cannot be overturned. <laughs> I mean, for real, a columnist basically saying, "Hey guys, you should give the win back." <laughs> I think yeah, it's, like, it's like asking that. a lottery winner to give the money back to the people that paid to get the tickets. That come on is nuts yeah i fed into that ticket you owe me some money no yeah, right <laughs> not going to happen negative to referees to make that call not them shannon what did they get suspended for two games two games uh I, I think no pay all that stuff um everybody even the replay officials got suspended so wow but they yeah. also get one other thing the sports brew fail of the week it, yeah, yes. you know what? Honestly, that without a doubt has to be the de facto complete fail of the week. Terrible, Absolutely. total BSE. That just yeah, that's full guys. That's something I haven't got broken in a while. That is full BSE, man. It that's one hundred percent full BSE, dude. Full BSE. So, uh, Shannon, uh, Mark, I tell you what, we're tight on time. We got to go uh, in a few minutes. So, undoubtedly, you'll do your picks on the Facebook wall and go mm -hmm. over some of that. Uh, but since we touched on college football, if you want to run really quickly on a couple of your picks, why don't sure. you guys go ahead and do that? And uh, we'll try to wrap up and get out in the next, I don't know, I guess five, ten minutes. Okay? All right. Cool, man. Uh, lots of uh, ranked games this week, which is uh, much better than last week because there were exactly zero ranked games. But as is with college football, there's never a dull week. Uh, Alabama, number one team in the country, has looked good the last couple, well, at least the first two weeks, traveling to their nemesis, Ole Miss, who has beaten Alabama the last two years. Alabama favored by 11 points, D-Stat. I'm going to take Ole Miss plus 11 just simply because they've got an experienced quarterback and because the last couple of years they have defeated Bama closer than the experts think. I think Bama gets by, 
but they're they're not going to roll like they've been rolling the first two weeks. Yeah, uh, I, I, that's a really close line for me. That's that's definitely one of those where I feel like it's right about where it should be. I, I'll, I'll go opposite with you, or opposite from you. I'll go I'll go Bama in the points. Okay. I, I just I, I like the, the the experience of the quarterback. Obviously, there's a talent differential there. Losing Treadwell to the NFL is going to hurt, but. I don't know, man. On the road, they've been your bugaboo the last couple of years. Obviously, some fluky plays um, both years. I don't know if that's going to happen again or not, but I'll, I'll take Ole Miss in the points. I think Bama still wins. Sure. Um, and by the way, Nick Saban threw one of the best tirades on the sideline you will ever see. <laughs> that's not a tirade, dude. It's not an argument. That's called an ass-chewing. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I forgot who said it. It's. It wasn't a chit chat. It was just a chit, and it was just Saban talking to Lane Kiffin. Was he Kiffin. talking chit to Lane Kiffin? Yes. <laughs> it wasn't a chit chat. Chit chat's a two way conversation. Yeah. It was just a chit, which was just Nick Saban unloading. And the reason why, and look, D Stat and I had calls in to Nick this week. <laughs> They were favored by 28 and a half, and they only won by 28, which lost us the game. So that's exactly why he was chewing Lane Kiffin out, because he couldn't get that extra point to give us the win. You so because winning by four touchdowns just isn't enough. No, no it's no. not. <laughs> no. I like I like this. After the Tide beat, uh, won that game 38 to 10. Nick Nick Saban said, "Quote: I don't know if I've ever been this disappointed after winning a game, maybe ever." End quote. <laughs> I mean, really? That's pretty amazing. Oh, no. Dedi- Dedi- dedication. Wow. Uh, Go eat some K- little Debbies, Kevin. dude, and chill out. I mean, it was, there were some odd play calls, and you know, the next to last position, I believe, led to a turnover, and then they gave up a touchdown. You know, right at the end of the game, just you know. So, uh, some guys, you know, are are they're only programmed to know perfection or aiming for it at least. So, uh, I love, love the dedication. Oh, that's why Alabama is a winner year in and year out. Year in that, and year out, dude. That yep. man's attention to detail is relentless. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Biggest road test of the season this year for number two Florida State. They are at number 10 Louisville. I cannot believe this is a 12 o'clock kickoff. I thought they would move it back and let the Louisville fans get liquored up a little bit more, but <laughs> apparently they're going to have to start uh, the night start before. Real early. Or just go all night and just call it a day about 3 30 um florida state right now mark is favored by two points on the road i will take florida state and the two just because i love dalvin cook and uh that that florida state team i think it's just too good uh they're very good they're very very good and i i think that's uh maybe louisville's you know a little, uh, you know, fold themselves up this last week, but uh, you know what? I, I still am going to take the home team, home team. So let's go, uh, Louisville on the points. Wow. Okay. I don't know. Lamar Jackson looked pretty good. For even sure. Was, even if even if it was against Syracuse, I mean, he, I, I was amazed at just how well he hit, oh, how sure. well he played. And for me, probably the most interesting matchup of the weekend: number three Ohio State at number fourteen Oklahoma. Ohio State favored by one and a half on the road at Norman. 
Mm. You know, Oklahoma already has a loss. They have a Heisman Trophy candidate from last year. And yet, if they lose this game, they are out. Right. Basically, of the playoff picture. What? <laughs> Come what? on. Don't bullshit me. <laughs> what? For real, they, it, <laughs> dude, college football gets cruel, man. You lose the wrong games at the wrong time. I'm telling you, but Houston, you know, is number six, one by ten, one pretty easily. Sounds Somebody like do or die time for me, to me, man. It, it sounds like do or die time, man. But I Week mean, three. G- give me uh, Urban Meyer and the points, man. I like Urban Meyer better than I like Bob Stoops. All right. I'll, I'll take Ohio State and JT Barrett to uh, get that W on the road. Mark, that game ain't gonna be close. Same, same. Same same page here. I, I think that Ohio State gets it done. I think they've got to get it done. I think that Oklahoma is a little wounded, and I think Ohio State has too many weapons. Yeah, I'm with you there, brother. Play um, the beast while you can. All right, yeah. Oh. Now I'm going to take the over-under for total points in this game. Texas right. Tech, who was in probably the best video game game last week with Arizona State. Arizona State won this game 68 to 55 Woo! over Texas Tech. But was, was but was Bo Jackson driving a Kia or whatever on the football field? <laughs> <laughs> what, what the I hell car what, what the hell car commercial? I don't even know what car, you know, company was that was Kia. for. Is, it was, was the Kia. Kia. I just thought it was great they had that dude strapping up Tecmo Super Bowl driving around digitizing that. That was funny to me. Anyway, Dude, I'm back to him. The Arizona, I think it's Arizona State running back, and I don't have his name off the top of my head, but he had like seven touchdowns in the game. But Texas Tech dropped 58. They're in a game with Louisiana Tech, who's been scoring high this year. The over-under for total points is 80. For, for Shiggles myself, I will take the over in that game. Just for Shiggles. I'm good with that. For, for, uh, for, for battle's sake. I'll take the under. I never like taking huge high point unders, but I just have some weird feeling it gets about like seventy five and then dies off. So I'm just gonna go ahead and cut it right. there. Okay. There are probably a few other interesting games. I'll uh, go offline with Mark, and then uh, either Friday night or Saturday morning we'll uh, post the sizzling. Yeah, 7. post them up, man. Get them, get them up on the on the uh, you know sportsbrewwise facebook.com slash sportsbrew. Talk oh, crap right. between each other on you know Twitter if you want. Uh, Mark's at the Stead FTW, and then uh, you know the, the normal sports brew stuff is is at VA Sports Brew. So. Yeah, through two weeks we're each seven and seven, so it's uh, y'all are both y'all group. are both a sizzling seven. How about that? We are. That's <laughs> all seven. Seven. Set up the theme. Yeah, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> I, w- I And by the way, uh, a tip of the crap, not a tip of the cap, but a tip of the crap to ESPN for having their fantasy football app crashing week one of the NFL season. Thanks, guys. Yeah, good That's, job, good effort. Good job, good effort. Brilliant. When is the one time you that, that like everybody's fantasy team is relevant? That's right. Week one. You know what happens in week ten? In my opinion, that sucks. That's what a lot of people say about their draft. In week one, though, everybody's like, "Woohoo! I drafted my team. Everybody's healthy. That's fantastic." Instead, you have to do this. Tell me how my ass tastes by dropping that bag of crap. App that bag of app crap, and that's what happened. Really, week one NFL fantasy football, and your app craps the bed. Well, Fail. Epic fail. (laughs) 
That's atrocious, dude. Anger. Yeah, you know somebody was pissed off about Shut that. Shut your dang pow. Ridiculous, man. You should not ever, 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 ever have to be in full Susan Boyle mode week one just to check your fantasy <laughs> stats on your phone or whatever. All right? You shouldn't be like, oh, I dreamed a dream. At the first week of the NFL season, that my fantasy football app didn't suck a big bag of dicks. That I didn't have to send a glittering shit bomb from RuneDays.com to the app developers for ESPN. Because I couldn't check what anybody was doing. I couldn't check what d was pooing or wooing. It was all fail. There was no glory hole. There was no Kirk Cousins you liked that. There was nothing. There was nothing. ESPN. Come on, man. That's Damn. what you get on that. Anyway, so there you go. Get off my lawn. Yeah, yeah. ESPN. Get off my lawn. Changing the app week one. Can't get that crap right. Crazy the hell. By the way, man, I don't know if, if it was just me, but I recorded. I usually, I, like last year, I, last couple of years, I've loved the, the NFL, like, game day wrap up, game day final or whatever. And I was not real thrilled with what they had on the plate this year so far. I love Mariucci, but I'm like, where is everybody else? Did I record the wrong program? Because it was like one dude was with Mooch. I'm like, Did where? Did you record the during the game or right after the game? I, it was like uh, game day final and then game day overtime or something. Okay. So it was like an hour and a half. And I'm like, where are, where is anybody else? Where's dude and like Irvin and Dion and Irvin? Dion? And I'm like, where guys. is it? Where, where is everybody? Did I record the wrong program? Um, a little bit concerned. I don't know. Maybe that was a fluke thing. So hmm. I, I don't know. Not sure. I'm going to hope that maybe I just recorded the wrong thing. I had, I ended up having to just watch. Well, I went to NFL. Yeah, I was like, I can't deal with this. This isn't good enough. So I went and I watched NFL primetime, which I don't love. You know, I mean, Trey Wingo's okay. I mean, you know, they're okay. But, you know, if I'm pressed for time, I per- I liked that NFL wrap-up show from last year. I don't know what yeah, happened to they, it. Yeah, so, but, yeah, all them guys. I don't know. I, I recorded it. I just haven't watched it yet. I just, I just didn't have time I, I'm going to hope it. that I just recorded the wrong thing. Okay. You know what I mean? There I just missed the time slot because otherwise I'm gonna be really, really disappointed. I'll text you and let you know. Yeah, you give me a heads up. You give me a heads up. So, all right. Well, I think we've covered virtually everything we're gonna cover. Have we missed anything that that is important um, to anybody? Last thing, and this is more of a uh, salute, a clock to uh, Vince Scully. Oh who's yeah. Been a, who's who has said that if the Dodgers make the playoffs, he will not call the playoff games. So October second will be his last game. So, um, the man is what 88 has been in baseball for 68 years, something like that. Damn. I mean, it's a long ass time. Yeah. He's been doing doing something you love for that long and being able just to make it to 88 years and work 68 years. Hey, dude, seriously. Cheers. Good luck and retirement you know honestly what i hope isn't going to be the thing you know sometimes these guys that do that for that long and a, a tip of the cap absolutely to vince scully i hope he's not like kind of guy like he steps away from it and then is like dead within like four months that that would suck you know what i mean because it's like there's certain people that do things for so long it's like you go god don't retire because when you retire you're gonna die 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Dude, dude don't jinx it. 2016's <laughs> done enough already. I know. Let's, 2016's been awful enough. Like, don't say that. But I just, I don't know, man. It's like, I just wonder. So that, that on one level, you go, that's cool of you, so that people don't have to speculate when your last get, last call, last game. But I don't know, man. I, I'd love to see him get to ride out on a world, you know, on a world series. Just ride it out, dude. I think that would be cool, man. That would be cool. But so try to do yourself a favor. There's a lot of different ways to listen to stuff. If you haven't listened to uh, a Scully broadcast, uh, do it before the, the before it's done. Try try to find some online. Uh, if you use iHeartRadio or whatever, I, I mean, you know, there's a lot of stations on CBS Radio, iHeartRadio. There's all kinds of apps, ESPN, Fox Sports. There's tons of apps and tons of things. Shit, MLB.com. I MLB. Mean. See if you can stream a Dodgers game before it's done, and just yeah, just try absolutely. to enjoy it. Um, I think that's you know we don't spend a lot of time talking about broadcasters on the show, but I think he's one of those guys that is iconic. That is part of the fabric of not just the sport, but of pop culture and of, like, Americana. You know what I mean? That's a big thing to accomplish, given his profession. And I think uh, if you enjoy sports, you owe it to yourself. If you've never listened to him do a game, listen to him once. It may be the last time you ever have that opportunity. Yeah. Unless you decide to go back and listen to old games just for giggles. And people usually don't do that. Because you're probably going to fall asleep like Ron Rivera did during the 49ers Rams game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just no, kidding. About, like, about Vince Scully, I hope anybody out there gets to do anything that they love for at least half as long as he's been able to do. Oh, sure. Sure. Because that is just absolutely amazing. Hmm. That's phenomenal. Shannon, uh, by the way, I don't know if you saw this, uh, but I bring it up since you're a, you're a Navy guy. But uh, Arizona's uh, Arizona's uniforms against Hawaii are going to commemorate the USS Arizona. Oh, cool. They're doing that uh, this Saturday. So uh, USS Arizona lost uh, 1,177 people during the attack on Pearl Harbor in 1941. And the ship remains underwater to this day. All right. As as part of the memorial in Hawaii. So the Wildcats uniforms have the, uh, uh, the color combination of the actual ship. And then they have a block A. Uh, that's on the there's a photo with the USS Arizona um, and so they have a block A on there anyway thought that was really interesting um, and it, the back of their jersey is also, also going to have the whole number the BB 39 oh wow so you, cool. you don't you don't see that a lot I think that's a pretty neat thing um, this was kind of a thought of that's pretty awesome dude you adapt to them man adapt to them for that yeah. the block A the BB I think that's a nice nice touch um, there's a lot of dialogue that's worth ha- that's worth ha- having. You know, I, I think we have a lot of very empty uh, crap on social media and a lot of stupidity that we revel in. And look, look Lord knows I enjoy some stupid commentary. I do <laughs> because life. Oh. Look, man, life is hard. Okay, life is hard. A lot of life is hard. Raising kids is hard. Working is hard. Bills are hard. You know what I mean? A lot of life yeah. is a grind, man. It really is. And so you need to have an outlet. You need to have some fun, right? And sports is usually that for a lot of people. But symbols are powerful. We have a lot of stuff going on. We're at an interesting point in this country for a lot of reasons, right? And this this was a hell of a weekend because it, it was 9-11, dude. And we're all old enough to have lived through that. But keep in mind there's a lot of people that they were born i mean or they're they're not adults yet but i mean they, they're teenagers they don't they didn't live through that dude they're born after that entirely 
Yeah. You know what I mean? The weight of that is different. And you're going to start seeing how these things, it's kind of like somebody telling me about, I don't know, Pearl Harbor, right? I didn't live that. Or, you know, the Korean War. I didn't live that. Whether it's social justice or social injustices or movements or symbology or the flag and all these things, there's a lot of stuff. Um, Mark and I, you and I, uh, you know, we don't always agree on everything, but we're, we're pretty open when it comes to the dialogue, man. It's like, get out there and talk about it, dude. If you're not hurting somebody and you're not inflicting harm on somebody, get out there, you know, do something. If you're going to take a stand, you're going to say something then back it up a little bit, have some merit, have some dialogue, have whatever. I love to see something like what Arizona athletics is doing to buttress and follow up with the September 11th weekend, right? Because there's some ugly there, but I think it's important when we talk about history, we talk about symbolism, we talk about pride, we talk about country, we talk about sacrifice, we talk about lives. There's ways to do it to make a point, there's ways to do it to make a protest, and there's ways to do it to unify. And finding different ways to unify, there's more than one way to do it. Uh, For some... Maybe that's taking a knee. A lot of people don't like that. For others, maybe it's locking arms with what like the Seahawks did. There's different ways to raise dialogue, raise consciousness, and raise a discussion. But I'm glad to see Arizona doing that. I think that's a nice touch. I think that's a nice touch. Anyway, I tell you what, let's get the hell out of here, man. That was fun. I'm glad we were able to catch up on this wasted, wicked Wednesday, man. I said 1 o'clock. We didn't make that. It's almost 1.30, so sorry we ran over. Uh, life's tough. Welcome to the sports brew where that happens with uh, alarming regularity. But I'm going to finish this beer. <laughs> Mark probably has another smoothie to make. And I guess uh, Robert Griffin III probably injured himself going to take a piss uh, during the <laughs> podcast. I don't know what else may have happened, but uh, we'll see. Uh, Matt, I'll ask you one question, is, and that is people, just one or two people to target for anybody that hasn't done it yet. It, it's early, but week one, one or two people to target with your fantasy football stuff. Uh, clarify if it's PPR standard, though. Uh, pretty much these are going to be PPR guys because you see a lot of leagues going that this yeah, way. I prefer PPR. Um, running back, Kenneth Dixon, mm-hmm. get him, stash him. He'll be starting by the middle of October Team? for the Baltimore Ravens. Belt- okay. All right. Eli Rogers, receiver for Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, Eli's Eli's interesting to me. The only thing I'm curious about is uh, how how his role shifts once Wheaton's back on the field because you got Wheaton, Coates, Rogers, and of course Brown. So it's a lot of people to feed the ball. Well, but, they're, they're saying he's predominantly going to be the slot guy, and he had six receptions on eight targets on Monday night. So yeah. I think they're we'll going to try to feed him the ball. Okay. Good point. So there you go. There, there's some people to target. Maybe keep an eye on man. Keep an eye on. So, uh, Shannon, sorry for your Colts, bruh. Uh, who, who are the Colts playing this uh, upcoming weekend, man? Oh, the defending champs at Denver. All right. Yeah. Fun times. Yeah, 0-2. Uh, you, you think they're going oh, wow. to go to Denver and lose that one? Uh, yeah. Oh, come on, man. Come on, you got Dante Moncrief and, uh, you know. My, my, well, my, my, I mean, obviously, it's got to be Andrew Luck and that that dominant defensive run game, and you're going to steamroll them. I, I'll be Captain Obvious here and be like, Andrew Luck's just going <laughs> to have to win it and outscore Denver. Well, hope to not get killed by that defense. Yeah, well, I, they're not going to let. Uh, after what happened to Cam, they're not going to let them earhole Cam Newton. Oh, excuse me, uh, Andrew Luck. Well, especially because they're the no. ones that freaking broke his freaking yeah. ribs or whatever last they're year, gonna try so. to tattoo the guy though but i yeah. think that they might call that a little bit more conservatively uh and of course then they'll be like well how come they didn't call, how come they didn't call it that way for cam <laughs> you can't get it right man you can't get it right dude can't get it right 
So good luck on that. Uh, obviously, uh, Redskins, Cowboys this weekend. I was joking around with some people at work. I said, don't worry. Maybe we'll just tie so we can be O and like O and one and one. And just <laughs> suck together in the NFC East <laughs> just for fun. So, and uh, Matt, who are the Packers playing this weekend, man? Minnesota on my, uh, Sunday night. Minnesota Sunday night. Well, I like their chances on that one, dude. I do. Although, good old Sam Bradford. Yeah, kudos to Minnesota for having some defensive fortitude and getting a couple of uh, freebie scores there. That was good uh, defensive turnaround. I had very little faith uh, in them, but yeah, who knows? We'll see how Bradford pans out for the Vikings. Um, we'll see if AP shows up a little bit, but uh, I, I certainly like the Packers' chances in that. There's no doubt. So, all right. Well, I'll tell you what, man. There's that. Uh, let's get out of here. We threw a couple of Hail Marys at the end. Uh, like Central Michigan, uh, I don't think the Chippewas are giving that one back. So for all the student newspapers or columnists that are asking for uh, Central Michigan to be like, oh, yeah, guys, here, tell you what, have this win back. Uh, I think you need to get the F over that because, sir, that is done. Okay? You can't so be like – you're telling me Central Michigan will not go red hot look, chili peppers. I'm telling you there is not a chance. There's, I'm telling you there's a chance. There's no chance, bro. Okay, they're not going Red Hot Chili Peppers. They're not giving it away. Okay, it's not happening. All right, they're not. You know, it's it's like Rick Astley. They're never gonna give that up, dude. That is done. Okay, <laughs> there is no I dreamed a dream that I gave you a free win. Okay, there is no participation trophy. The refs effed it up, dude. Yeah, I guess the NCAA could do something about it. They're not going to. It's so done. Ultimately, man. it's done. Ultimately, done. done. Oklahoma State's just going to have to shake this off. As a matter of fact, fair or not. Well, I've got the end-all, be-all person to ask. Arnold, will Central Michigan give this win back? I say no. You idiot. Stop whining. There you go. bitch. Stop it. Oh, shit. So don't give me the crap. Take it back. No, no, take it back. No deal. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Arnold says it. That's all there is to it. There it is. Did, did oh Peter God, Griffin call in this week? I, I can't remember. Hey. There he was right there, there man. There he was. There he was. There was Peter Thank Griffin, you, dude, right there, man. Yeah. Oh, wait a second. She's making, like, heart signs right there. We need, we need. Oh, my God. Yeah. Who the hell cares? There it is. Thanks, Pete. Uh, all right, gentlemen. On that note, yay, Wicked Wednesday, Wasted Wednesday. Enjoy the football. Look on the uh, Sports Brew uh, Facebook page for other, the Sizzlin' 7 from Shannon and Mark. Uh, and who knows? Maybe the Failhorn will throw some fantasy advice up there for you. You never know. Don't go there with me. Don't go there with me. Don't go there with me. You want to keep it real, you keep it real with me because I ain't for no game. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, on that note, all right, gentlemen, I'll tell you what, as always, keywords, sports and brew, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Brady Lowe's Funnel Cake, Google Play, and a whole bunch of other stuff, man. Spar Sports, this thing, that thing, dude, I'm Live telling you. Livesportscaster. Livesportscaster.com, radio keywords, Blitz. Radio Blitz, keywords, sports and brew. Quit breathing into the mic, Matt. <laughs> Quit. I'm pretty sure he's asleep. I'm not asleep. Me, bro. <laughs> anyway, yeah, there it is. Greatest! Tell me how my ass tastes. I cannot fit one more thing inside of me. Whoa. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's fucked up, Republican. I start calling you the fat horn to keep this up. The fat horn? There you go. Oh. Put your jibba jabba. My gosh. On that note. Damn.
I think it's time to get the hell out of here before we have a before we, if we end up with a fap horn segment, that's a bad bad night. Referees calling referees calling the match. Right now. It's over. It's over. That's it. It's like CM Punk. Two minutes. It's over. CM Punk. Two minutes is over, man. You know what I was trying to find? Game over, man. Game over. Here you go. Yeah, it's time to go. Bye bye. <laughs> oh, anyway, all right. There you go. There, it, it's all a disaster right at the end. The disaster. All I know is. Yeah, there you go. Well, you know, this is the end. Oh, my damn. Oh, my goodness. We're going ham. We got to go. All right. On that note, we're the Sports Brew. We will catch you. I don't know. There's like random sound bites coming from somebody. I don't know who's playing stuff. I don't know who that is. Yeah, I was trying to find the referees about giving somebody the business, but clearly that's not happening. So we are the Sports Brew. You can find us all over the place, keyword sports and brew. Until next time, gentlemen, enjoy the days, enjoy the nights, enjoy the games, enjoy the football, enjoy, enjoy it all, man. Have a little fun, try to laugh a little bit, and we will catch you on the flip side. As far as the sound bites, look, shaggy, shaggy nose. It wasn't me. I don't know who's, like, jacking them up, but we're out. We're the Sports Brew. Catch you on the flip side, y'all. Peace. Later. Sonic? <laughs> what the hell, dude? <laughs> Good, night. Good night. Good night, dude. Holy hell, man. That's about right. What did you like hit one and they just all merge together <laughs> like some of the other ones you've done? <laughs> Well, Lottie Frickin' God! Good night now! <laughs> <laughs>